Uh, hey everyone, uh, nickname here. Uh, Ringo's joining me as usual for this first intro bit. Um, say hello, George. Oh, hi, sorry, that was a cue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like, you know, okay, yeah, bye. Anyway, yeah, so uh, before we start the whole podcast, um, I, I want to begin with a story that happened recently that um, it really touched me personally, not like in a weird way, just in an emotional way, okay? Okay, don't judge me. Just don't. No judge. judging here. Uh, you are the emotional. Anyway, anyway so uh, for those who uh, wish to skip this, uh, I'm going to uh, provide a time code in the description. Um, anyway, so uh, George and I love Doctor Who. Uh, I feel that's, that's very apparent. Um, it's all right. <laughs> but, uh, but what you may not know is that uh, we also love playing video games. Uh, and, and it was through that that we actually met in the first place. Mm-hmm. Through the uh, Good Game um, Pocket. Uh, exactly. Is that show? I'm, I'm sure we've heard uh, that before. <laughs> uh, and, and about a week ago, um, I learned about a 21-year-old from Ontario, Canada. Uh, his name was Chris Taylor, or you may know him through his gamer tag, uh, Spooky Woobler. Anyway, uh, Chris was suffering from terminal bone cancer meaning uh, he was basically bedridden with an, like, an unknown amount of time left to live. Um, so he went on Twitter to say, I'm really scared I won't be able to play Smash Ultimate. December is a long way away for someone who is already bedridden. I know it's childish to despair over a video game, but Smash means a lot to me, and when Ultimate looks so good, it breaks my heart. Sorry to be sad on main during hype time, but... Hearing about Devil May Cry 5 and Smash is starting to become painful to listen and reminds me I won't be able to play these games I've been waiting years for, only for random chance to kill me slowly as soon as they're announced. Um, So through the help of his friends, actually, word got out about his dying wish to play Smash Ultimate, and five days ago, uh, two representatives from Nintendo came with the Switch uh, which contained the E3 build of Ultimate, and as a result, he, his friend, his brother, and his mother got to play it for the day. To see the Smash community united in making Nintendo aware and them actually you know, pulling through, it makes me proud to be a gamer, which is why it pains me to say that yesterday, Chris passed away. His, his brother, Zach, posted the message as follows. Today, Chris passed away at around 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. He was surrounded by friends and family when it happened in the comfort of his own home. On behalf of him and his family, we are extremely thankful for all the love and support Chris has gotten. You guys made it possible for his wish to come true. I hope Chris's memory lives on when we came. Just remember this once. Everyone got together for the most genuine man I've ever known. He just wanted to get out there, meet some people, and play some games. Unfortunately, he can't do that anymore, so let's continue the legacy for him. It's it's, it's very bittersweet, as, as well. Chris did manage to play Ultimate. He, he didn't make it around long enough to be able to play the final version. And... I bring this story up because 
I think it puts into perspective my feelings towards Series 11 of Doctor Who. We're so caught up in all the minuscule details, when really, I'm just grateful that Doctor Who continues to live on. I think we've taken it for granted, because it's been on the air for 13 years now. But many Whovians that watched the classic series never got to see the show brought back in 2005, and some will never get to see the first female actress play the Doctor, at least canonically. Anyway, Chris, rest in peace. I dedicate this up to you. It's bigger on the inside. Is it? I've noticed. Hello everybody, Nick Nam here and welcome to Bigger on the Inside, episode number 26. As always, I'm joined with Ringo. Hello there. What was that? <laughs> I waved as well. I was, I was waving and it was like, who am I waving to? It's a podcast. Anyway, hello there. 26. Oh my god. Okay. Yes, episode 26. Um, and something you may notice uh, is, hope, or hopefully you'll is a bit of quality from my end. Um, About time. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. 26, 26 episodes too late. Finally uh, got a mic. Um, but yeah, so I hope you notice that this is... It's basically been a ridiculous improvement from episode 25 to 26. Like, all the, the podcasty stuff, like... It's, it's, it's feeling a little more real now. What? Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, um, and I hope that we, uh, I hope this just continues for a long time because, I mean, I invested a bloody microphone in this. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so, how have you been? Um, good. I am on the, the peak of my high school conclusion. I've got exams beginning from October 31st onwards. Um, Ooh, yes, my first exams on Halloween. What a Perfect timing. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. It's English, so it's like definitely. Um, apart from that, I've done a lot of, uh, I guess, organising both house, school. I've actually just moved my PlayStation Four into my bedroom, which has been really cool because it basically serves as like a three slash four in one with the fact that I can store all my movies on it. A store, I mean, like, watch my movies on it. And play games. So, I am back on the console game. Even though oh, I should yeah. be studying. Which one? Which console? Um, I am... As far as, like, campaign stuff goes, I want to finish Horizon Zero Dawn, because I remember loving that game. And Ooh. I never got around to finishing it. Otherwise, I am loving the, the PS4 monthly uh, free game system. Like... It is a pretty good system. The fact that people complain about that. I got God of War 3 for free. That game's retail price is 50 bucks, which is five months of the service. And that's one game. I can't believe that a, con- a corporation's actually, you know, doing that. But, um, a while ago I got 
until dawn. Several months ago, I got that off the the service, and I'm mm. gonna find a a night when I can play it and see myself shitless because I love that idea of it. So um, yeah, that's the highlight great. of my life right now is moving my PS4 upstairs. So just to let you know how boring my life is. Um, <laughs> I did actually come back from a Dungeons and Dragons session, my first oh, one ooh. of its kind. Uh, in which my entire party were not fucking around, but they were like morally um, evil in one aspect or another, with me sort of as the harbinger of um, kindness. Um, and at the end of the session, because it was a one session game, uh, okay, they were all uh, killed and I was left standing because of my deeds. So. Screw you guys, look who's winning. You can still have fun without <laughs> killing everyone you see. Thank you. You only have winners on this podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, so that was my life. Not that exciting, but there's my spiel. Nick, how have you been? Uh, yeah, I've been pretty good, actually. Um, uh, I've started, I, I don't know if I mentioned the previous episode, but yeah, my course is very well underway. I'm, I'm getting towards the end of... Um, my assessment. Uh, Yay! Sorry. Yeah, end the term. Um, yeah, Spider Man's been the main, my main Woo! thing. How is that? It is incredible. Well, to be fair, I'm, I'm having, I, I've done so much side stuff. <laughs> I have not even completed Act One. Of the oh story wow, yet. that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I can totally I, see why. I am on level twenty-five, <laughs> <laughs> and I have not finished Act One. <laughs> I so, think like you get so all the side quests are like really really fun that I imagine for you to be. Uh, yeah, they're very varied. Like what I've done so far is like um, uh, there's like little backpacks around there, and every time you get a backpack, there's like a little little reference to um, the Spider-Man history in there. Mm-hmm. Um, to stuff like uh, just like little like little laboratories that are around that um. You do like little different uh, challenges to. There's like an actual proper lab, um, which I won't spoil who owns it for the sake of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's very varied, um, mm-hmm. and the web swinging is it's it's just so good. Like you have to play it to understand how good it is. And I keep telling, <laughs> I keep bringing it up because it's true. It's like. It's so fluid, and the combat is so fluid. You know, like mm-hmm. every time you, you you do something, it happens straight away. The amount of like perfect dodges I do in combat is yep. it, it's always just so satisfying. And you get to do like finishes. Oh, it's it's, it's great. Um, yeah, I recently invested in Project Cars Two because I want a good racing game in my PS4, mm-hmm. uh, and it's pretty fun. Uh, yep. Like it, it definitely. It, scratches that itch that I needed uh, and also Lego Harry Potter because it's Lego Harry Potter <laughs> um, also recently I'm, I'm, I haven't got it yet because it's not out yet but uh, the PlayStation Classic came out like it was announced uh, about a week ago uh, and I'm super pumped for that because the PS1 was my first ever console so awesome bit of, bit of, bit of nostalgia there you know? <laughs> Yep. I didn't have an NES or an SNES. I had a PS One. So yeah. So, so when that got announced, I was, I was a bit over, a bit over the top excited there. 
Um, uh, speaking of uh, video games, by the way, uh, the second segment of this, childhood games. Ooh. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so better start thinking while we do it, because we'll be, we'll be talking about our childhood games. I probably uh, like, had a more active, I guess... I'd probably be more more active in terms of like my love for games as a kid than I am now, to be honest, because I have some great ones. So I'm very looking forward to that segment. That's that's good. Yeah. So uh, we, as we mentioned in the beginning, because uh, um, uh, Chris was such a big uh, gamer, we thought it'd be fitting to to talk about our love for gaming because we haven't really done that on this podcast because yeah. it's always been about Doctor Who and movies and fair enough. Mm-hmm. But we are gamers as well. And yeah. You know what? Yeah, you know, do something different every now and then. How fitting, you know? Episode 26. Changes just around the corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so anyway, yes. You ready to talk some Doctor Who? I ready. Doctor All Who. Right. So, my first segment is called Sunday Change and Repercussions. Oh. Only covering <laughs> so, the big news here at Big on Inside. So let's talk about this giant ass elephant in the room. Yes, it's for a lot of people listening, it'll be like, oh, Sunday? Anyone can listen to it on Sunday. Well, fuck you, you're wrong! Nickel will cover this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so uh, this actually is in reference to a rumour that happened in February, I believe. Uh, one of the early um, Doctor Who episodes we did at the beginning of the year, we actually talked about this rumour of a day change, and I expressed my... Um, my, my concern, <laughs> as you should do, um, my concern towards a day change, not expecting it to happen, and then they just go out there and do it, you know, so... Lovely. Hey, <laughs> thanks for that. Uh, but anyway, yes, this, this day change was confirmed thanks to an iTunes Germany leak. <laughs> it wasn't even are. through the BBC. iTunes had to leak it because we were getting nothing in regards to information about the upcoming series. So, iTunes Germany, thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, the day change in the US and UK, which is going to be simulcast, by the way, uh, those two countries, um, is Sunday the 7th of October. Which means... Which means... That, which means that, uh, firstly, uh, the ABC are releasing it on iView, I believe straight after it is in the US and UK. They haven't fully confirmed it. But they did say it would be on in the morning. And it's what they've done in the past. So yeah, we'll see. Um, but they are also broadcasting it. Now, I had to correct this. Because in five days, they've decided to change the scheduling on me. And I don't know why. <laughs> but anyway, it was on at 5.45 p.m. But it has now been shifted to 5.55 p.m. Okay. On Monday, the 8th of October. Why the 10-minute change? I, I need to understand this. Why would they change 10 minutes? Can, can, can you explain this to me? Because I don't understand. I'm okay. Not, I don't fully comprehend. I do not know. But I'm going to weave a little fantasy pit, uh, uh, idea as to why. Okay, please do. There's an intern named Josh. He's new. He's very, 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 very bad at what he does. Most of the time. Um, and he 
released the wrong time, and some guy. What sh do you know? What plays prior to the, to the episode? Did you check? Good question. Uh, nothing that apparently you can't change. <laughs> then my story <laughs> makes no sense. Um, I think it was just like a mix-up, and someone did did not do the right math, maybe. But um, it's really silly, and it feels silly talking about it because of how silly it is that it's, it got it's, changed. It's it's just very weird, like. Like, ten minutes is nothing. Like, like, what's that gonna do? <laughs> my issue is the fact that we have to... Monday. That's my issue. As it is with everybody. Because I was on a... I was on Twitter. And there was a discussion on... Um, shut hey, up. when are you not on Twitter? Hey, listen! Ah! There was a discussion about a... Some some Aussie show. Humians? Who, who, Humians, I think it's Humians? called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, there was this lovely lady who uh, is understandably frustrated because she works on a Monday and can't go to the taping of the episode. I, and, I know um, who you're talking about now. I realise who I'm t you're talking about, yeah. And it was like, I get you. And there's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing humans can do about it. There's nothing Australia can do about it because of... The BBC screwed yeah, the mobile. <laughs> because, so, 10 minutes is stupid. But Monday is stupider. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no complaints there. I feel like, like a, that like was a, basically my rant. I was like, Monday's a dumb I day. I feel like... I get it. Now there's one good thing to happen on a Monday. But like... Mondays are still shit. If, if Tuesday was the first day of the week, Tuesday would be shit. Like, I just loved, 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 loved the way it was. And why change something that is not broken? Because change is good, apparently. Because change can be bad, and it can be good. There is no is, <laughs> not that. Um, but yeah, look, it is what it is. It feels silly to just, yeah, it's like discussing something so minor, but for some people who, you know, want to watch off the Who with the family, or want to go to a Whovians taping, it's just a really stupid inconvenience that have jeopardized that. And ABC, think about us, you bastards. Oh, that's it. <laughs> that, 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 that's my rant. It's silly. <laughs> the tables are turned today. You're going to be doing all the ranting today, not me. Yes, I'll take the, the pressure off you. Thank you, thank you. It was, it was oh. very taxing on me oh. being being all that ranty. Right. Um, but yeah, I think the big problem with with having a, a 545 or 555 is that it's just too, it's too close well two reasons that are a problem with it i think the big problem is that a lot of jobs are nine to five so getting there in time to watch it at 555 is gonna be very hard like so i have a question yes yeah, so do you do think because of this this being the job example that i view will gain a lot more traction with people watching it on the Sunday. Yes. Do you think that the ABC will be like, not obviously people will be watching it on the Monday night. To the like, dedicated fans, absolutely. Yeah. But the problem I think with relying on iView is that because it's a family show, uh, parents aren't exactly uh, knowledgeable. Yeah. 
about how technology works and the idea of downloading an, an app or going to a website to watch a show that they normally see on TV. Mm-hmm. That's why I think kind of why it used to work pretty well on a Sunday mm-hmm. is because nothing else was on, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> which is which is which leads to my second point, which I'll get to in a second. But yeah, if it wasn't for me choosing to skip uni tutorials that are on Monday, which thank God are compulsory, I would <laughs> never watch a Doctor Who episode in this season. Well, at least for the first couple of episodes, I wouldn't be able to capture them. Because my classes go from three to five. And there's yeah. no way I felt I'm making it at home within 55 minutes to watch a show. And if I, mm-hmm. if I catch it halfway through, what's the point? Yeah. Um, but I think the other big problem is that they are now competing against the news. Yeah. That, Which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard, okay? Like, Screw the check, news. Sorry. If you, check, if you check the ratings mm-hmm. of, of what most people watch per night, the user is usually number one, whether yeah. it's going to be Channel 9, Channel 7, where these are the two big programs, and Channel 10 has its news from 5 to 6. So it's like... It's, it's ridiculously placed in, in, a, in a gap that they can't... There's, there's massive competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like the ABC really could do much about it. That's the big problem. It's like they could do it late at night, but unfortunately they've got their own main scheduling of 7.30, at shockingly 7.30, which leads into Australian story, which leads into Four Corners. They're not going to give up that chunk of news and current affairs that that uh, basically is attributed to their their big, you know, news and current affairs. Mm-hmm. You, you get what I mean? I can't really yeah. talk. No, no, but I anyway, definitely. Just... But they're not going to shift that for Doctor Who. Then they're not. So the only way the only place they could have put it is during that time, which is dumb. Which mm-hmm. is why I feel like they should have put it on ABC2 with Whovians and then done a, um, uh, a an encore on the Saturday because ratings are going to hurt. This is It's going to hurt ratings, unfortunately. Yeah. As, and again, it's not like the ABC could do anything about it, but ratings do matter. Yeah. And it's not like the ABC uh, aren't suffering enough controversy <laughs> as it is. I right? know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> They are the centre of it. Most of my news uh, articles on my phone is ABC, blah, 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 fired. ABC, blah, 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 hired. ABC, it's like, wow. Like, this is not going to be good for them if the ratings fail because of something that they did not do. Like, it's stupid. And I definitely understand your hatred for the change. I don't... I don't... <laughs> I don't, I don't hate the change. I no, can I, understand why they did it in, in US and UK. But the fact that the ABC like didn't at least step in and be like, hey, if this is going to hurt us pretty badly. Please don't do this. You know? like oh, Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's frustrating, but it's over and done with. It's not like we can do much about it. No. I hope Series 11 is good. Um, uh, one more part, and you did actually briefly touch on this, so I, I'll, I won't dwell too much on this. Mm-hmm. So, me, I, I used to, or, uh, I will 
this this uh, this year as well. I'll be attending a fair amount of the Whovians recordings. Uh, Whovians, if you don't remember, is kind of like your, your Talking Dead. So it's kind of like your, your group of panelists just talk about the episode that just happened. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fun. If, if, you, if you end up watching, like going to a recording, you know, it's pretty fun. Except the Christmas special, which was a farce, but enough about that. Um, anyway, <laughs> so that has been shifted to Monday as well because of the whole the time change. No minute, except for the rare case of episode one, which everyone wanted to try and get a get to be a part of because it's episode one. I don't know how watchable Whovians will become. Do you do you know what I mean? Not because yeah. I think it's bad, but because getting to getting to the times that they're asking us to be part of. A lot of people have work, unfortunately, during the 9 to 5, like I mentioned. I won't be able to attend all of the episodes because I've got uni commitments. Um, and I'm choosing to skip these uni commitments for Doctor Who. And it's... And it's, it's, it's like, it's like I, I, I can't be mad anymore. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Put it that way. Yeah. Uh, that said, uh, it will air... Um, that night at 7.30pm, which is good for Hoovians, I guess. I mean, it is prime time, so it's better for them, I guess. But yeah, it'll be on ABC2 or ABC Comedy. Yeah. Or on iView afterwards, in case you, you're not there for that. Um, but yeah, it, it, it just sucks that we we essentially got the short end of the stick. Uh, it, it's it's, it's going to hurt. There is no, there is no way this is not going to hurt the ABC more than everything else <laughs> in the past three days has hurt the ABC. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is their like, uh, I know this may sound over the top, but it's their flagship program. Like that's yeah. not like, that they made themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Have you, have you got anything else you want to add before we move on? I, I feel like nope. retreading all. I had my here. screaming rant before. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I'm just a little sick as well. Um, you'd think it's like spring; you, you wouldn't, people wouldn't be so sick, but apparently now it's like peak illness for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, so series eleven riders, we've we've got them. We, we know who they are now. Thank God, we for got that. them. We got them, guys. Anyway, so the first one will come to zero surprise. The first rider is going to be Chibi McChib Chib. Mr. Chris Chibi Chib. Chibi McChib Chib. My goodness. Uh, uh, writer of uh, amazing episodes such as Dinosaurs on a Spaceship and uh, that, that uh, Silent Hill in Series 5. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Nothing. Nothing? Uh, I'll hear it in back in, 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 when I'm Damn in. Damn it! You, do. <laughs> 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 you, you, won't, you won't slip past me, don't you worry. Um, but anyway, yeah, so Chris Chignall is going to be the first writer to, to zero shock with everyone. I mean, he is the, the head of the showrunner. That's just how it is. Um, so the second one we know of is Mallory Blackman. Do you know who she is? No clue. Hit me. No clue. Well, so apparently she is from the UK, uh, and she's most well-known for writing a young adult series of novels called Noughts and Crosses. Apparently, 
apparently it's quite well beloved in the UK and good on you. I've never heard of it. Um, so apparently she's one to look out for. My only concern is that uh, young adult writers in Doctor Who haven't been too crash hot recently. Uh, I mean, take a look at um, Frank Contra Voice, for example, uh, writer of uh, Smile and uh, that, that one that no one else likes to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's In the Forest of the Night. Less said about that, the better. Uh, and the other young the young adult writer, uh, Patrick Ness, the one who's responsible for class. And... Responsible. Like, he's like... You say, like, yeah, he was responsible for class, you know. We weren't going back. <laughs> he's responsible for that thing called class. We did... We did a uh, recording of episodes, if you want to check out our thoughts on all that. Spoilers, the best part of the show had Capaldi the... in it. <laughs> oh, the ending was pretty good. The last two yeah. episodes were the stuff. But the, the best part of the show didn't even involve yeah. any of those fuckers. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was I actually awesome. like most of them, if not all of them. That was mean. <laughs> wow. I take, I take home my point, okay? Take take my point home. Josh, yeah. I'm, the, I'm the cynical asshole. I'm sorry! Where is this coming from? Hey, where is all this negativity coming from? I feel like I need... Did we switch bodies or something? <laughs> Fuck optimism. Oh god, what was that? <laughs> Alright, anyway. So, yeah. Mary Blackman, apparently she's one that people are looking out for. I'll... I'm looking out for it, apparently, just because I'm watching all the episodes. Um, Ed Heim is the next writer. He is responsible for writing a couple of episodes for a TV show called Skins. You ever heard of Skins before? I've heard of it, but I have not seen it. Same. Pretty much the same. <laughs> I've heard of it, no idea what it's about. Uh, I'm going to skip the next one. I'm going to go to uh, Vinay Patel. Um... He is most known for writing a TV movie called Murdered by My Father. Ooh, haven't heard of that. Neither have I, but uh, that's his most critical work. It is kind of weird how we've got two, like, none of them have been really known for TV scripts, except for the last one, which I'll talk about. Uh, is this, like, do you think this is a conscious decision to not go for ones that have complete experience with TV? Um, look, I don't know how it is with writers, I guess, transferring from different mediums. I'm not too sure how it works with people going from, say, writing books to writing shows, writing this to writing that. But, um, I hope that, that this decisions were made as far as it, like, do these writers have, like, um, the potential or the skill in one aspect or another to write about the Who. And I hope it's purely, like, because of their, their talent as a writer that can, I guess, overcome whatever medium they're working with. So I hope this was a choice made, you know, knowing full well that these guys aren't all writing for TV, but rather, you know, they're writing well. So I do hope this choice was a, I guess, conscious. If that makes sense, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they were chosen for their talent. And well, I'm sure, I hope you've had you some know. experience with. Both, I'm assuming both creative writing as well as scripts, right? Is yes. there a big difference between 
writing the two? Like, do you find one easier? I reckon. Well, I reckon that there is, apart from say, script formatting and all that mumbo jumbo. I think there's not a huge difference I found in the sense that dialogue is really really key in both. But with creative stories, you have more time to sort of blabber on and blabber on and blabber on. Whereas with scripts, people don't have time to, to read through that stuff. So there is a learning curve in terms of changing. But the focus of both are really, you know, they're to engage, they're to excite, they are to evoke, they are to do all these things to the audience. So I hope that's the thing that, that's got them hired and that, you know, they can transfer from one to the other without any issue so I just have they're really good writers regardless that's, that's all I'm trying to get out here I yeah, hope that's they're just, just yeah. yeah I hope that their newcomers can be amazing because we haven't heard them like means nothing so I hope that you know yeah well, I, I guess hopes. we'll find out in a couple of days eh? yeah we will um, so the next one is Joy Wilkinson uh, so she's written a couple of episodes of Casualty and Holby City mm-hmm. yeah you've heard of Maybe one or the other, or yeah. maybe. Yeah, I've heard of um both of them actually. Okay, and uh, she also is responsible for writing a TV miniseries called "The Life and Adventures of Nick Nickleby." Oh, yeah. So she's probably more, uh, one of the more qualified ones, I reckon. Yeah, probably. Uh, not not as qualified as this last one, but uh, this last one, by the way, is Pete McTighe. Um, <laughs> what a shock! He's the Australian. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he was born in the UK and he's he's moved to Australia for a while to. Um, he kind of resides in Melbourne to do um, stuff. He's responsible for show running uh, Wentworth. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, and he's also written uh, episodes for the Doctor Blake mysteries, Neighbors, Winners and Lo- Winners and Losers. A lot of TV experience and East EastEnders as well. Um, just to name a few of them. Uh, I'm very excited. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I find it very bizarre that the, the the two of the more qualified ones are the Australian ones. I mean, two our own horn here, but we have talent. We have stuff to offer you. Because if you remember, the Australian director was Jennifer Parrott, and she yes. was there on that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, it was interesting because when we were talking about the um the directors, they weren't confirmed, but with the Doctor Who magazine. Uh, talk all all the book confirmed every single one of them. Mm-hmm. So good on us. <laughs> Got the scoop, I guess. Um, yeah, there you go. So these are they they are all your series eleven writers. Yeah. Um, so Chibi's going to write five of them and one of each from each of the other writers. We'll see how it goes, I guess. <laughs> We probably have probably the most amount of Series 11 stuff we've had all, 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 all time, like, throughout this entire year, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, including, uh, two, two trailers. Yes. Two, two recently trailers, actually. But we'll start with the, the one I wasn't entirely a fan of, but we'll talk about it anyway. Uh, the glass ceiling teaser. What are your thoughts on it? Okay, from memory. Um,. Didn't do yeah, much for the me. The one where like all the glass shatters and she's like, "Whoops!" and that's it. Didn't do anything. Um, I, it felt like a lot like the first one, where it was like technically like, "Ooh," but like outside of that, it was like, "Oh." 
And, Do you um, think the, the messaging might have been a bit heavy-handed? I feel like... They... I like the focus on message throughout all the trailers, but I think I would have liked to see more of actual... I don't know, maybe story or villain or character or something. Substance, it's very, basically. It's very... It, there's a substance in message, but it's very... That's it. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, substance in the way that, like, you actually can take something out of what the new series is yeah, so bring us. You can yeah. have a story or a villain and then take a message from that instead of just giving us the message, raw, you know, the raw message. Um, but I understand why it's so big of a deal. I just hope as far as the, the show's... The, the series' focus does not reflect some of the trailers that we've seen in terms of its, like, holistic intention of, you know messages and all that stuff but yeah no was not a fan of this first one well this. well there is a there is a link between the the teaser and the trailer that it was released i think last week is it that last yeah trailer? yeah there is a link and we'll get to that at the very end um of, of this segment but um yeah it's what you thought on the actual trailer the actual trailer yes i love everything but the song choice that is all my. <laughs> and surprisingly, that's the thing that links the two of them together. <laughs> why? Why? Why this song choice? Like the song, to be honest, it was in a uh, Crazy Rich Asians, good movie. Um, yeah, it kind of fit there. I don't know why it did not here. fit this at all. There's actually a um, Aussie version again. Aussie. Yes. Hey, hey, yes. it's us again. The ones that. Hi. BBC. It's us, by the way. Aussie version of the trailer that omitted that ghastly, unfitting uh, song from the trailer. And guess what? It works. It, it was works so, much, so better. much better. Yeah. It gives I you a sense of the, shows, of the show's everything but message for the first time. And um, it's great. It's absolutely great. And it gets me really, really giddy for the show. And Glorious did not do that. So, other than that, though, I loved it. Jodie's fucking sold me. She's sold me already. And I haven't even seen an episode of her yet. Um... But yeah, as far as that trailer did, mwah, mwah, except for the glorious. How about you? Do, do you think the glorious was was a way to like be, be uh, trendy? I think the show was trendy when they announced the female doctor. Like, they have gotten so many new people on board, regardless of the on the backlash. But yeah, I do. No, no, it's weird, eh? It always feels like the amount of people that they lost is equivalent to the amount of people they. Gained. I really hope not, but yeah, possibly. I do agree, though. It's trying to be like, yeah, we're so sci-fi and cool, but hey, we're putting Glorious in our trailer, you know, welcome aboard. No, it was definitely for that. Um, don't know why they'd be trend- trendy for, um, but yeah, def- I definitely why. I can't see any other reason why. Any other, I guess, thematic or stylistic choice as to why they would have put that in the... Nah, nah, nah. Glorious is the narrative of this season. No, it doesn't. You put it in there to act trending. There's no other way. I, I, yeah, definitely feels that. So, yeah, trailer overall, I was pretty happy. The visuals are great, as the first one they showed at Comic Con looked pretty good. Uh, yeah, my music choice is probably the only thing I was like, you probably chose not to do that. But um, hey, actually, it's kind of weird. Hey, there's there's whenever there's something positive, there's always something that about it that like everything. It can't, be, it can't be great. Like, there's always something wrong to an extent. Like, something negative always has to be attached to something positive. You know, I, hope that? a, I hope that's not a common cause in the season, but, uh, you know. 
I guess moderation. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I can't quite explain it. There always seems to be sort of something a little, little, little off every time there's something a good announcement's been made. Like, uh, like that Jody video. Um, I wish she surprised the fans that you know the one I'm talking about, the BBC. Yeah. Yeah, and like straight after that, uh, we have the comments about Capaldi, which we'll get to. We'll get to those again. Completely bullshit, but um. Definitely gonna write about that one. But that's what I mean. Like I can't, I can't have one day of like good publicity. There always has to be something negative attached. It's so annoying. Thankfully, that wasn't to the fault of like it was a separate thing. But yeah, definitely see what you mean. Mm. Like, like the day change, but it has to affect us. Movies is coming back, but it's on a Monday. You know, what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> always, moderation. Always when there's good, there's evil. You know, it's just the way it's always been. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, 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 any any final thoughts about the trailer before we move on to more in depth about series eleven? Um, no. All right. Well, we know the first two episodes of series eleven. Mm-hmm. Finally, I, that's all I want. I just want all I want is give me the episode title, mm-hmm. who's writing it, and who's directing it, and I'm a happy boy. I don't need to see no trailer. I just, I, that's all the information I need to know. You tell me all of that up front, me, me happy boy. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, we only have the first two uh, episodes and who's writing, directing those. Um, so let's get into it. Episode one is called The Woman Who Fell to Her. Do Love you it. think this is in relation to Whitaker or do you think it's, it's a twist on something else? I love to say it's a mix of both. Um, it's very, 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 very sci-fi-y, um, in, you know, every way possible, as some of you may know, but, you know, it's a nice little thing, it's like, no, no, it's a woman, guys, just to make sure you realise it's a woman this time. Um, no, I think it's fine. I like it. What do you think? Well, I think there's some maybe a little bit more to the title than I think meets the eye. I think the villain may have something to do with it, but I don't know why. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, it's written by Chibi McChib Chib. Plays me good, plays me good, plays me good, sorry. <laughs> and directed by Jamie Childs. Uh, he was actually, I think, the first director that was confirmed to be in the series. Before we knew about any of the other directors, actually, mm-hmm. which is interesting. This is very interesting. <laughs> um, so, episode one will be airing in Australian cinemas on Monday, the eighth of October. Some things never oh. change. Some things never change. It Lovely. just happened to be the cinema thing, though. <laughs> will you be watching it in cinemas? And if not, why? What do you think, Mister Nicholas? I don't know. I don't live in Melbourne. You tell me. <laughs> Could you repeat uh, what day comes out here uh, in Melbourne, Nick? Uh, uh, the Monday, the 8th of October. Could you say the first word of that? Uh, was that uh, Monday? I think that's Monday. I could be wrong. But Monday, I the day I have Monday. school, the day people have work, the day people live? No, I will not be going because it's on a Monday. Not even like a night thing, hey? I mean... No. Because I have school <laughs> the next day and I need to study. Where Sunday... I would have studied during the day and watched it at night. Thank you, BBC. <laughs> it's all come back to this. But no, unfortunately, I, 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 no, it just comes back. 
Oh, Waze is back. I won't be going. Full circle. Sure. It's full circle again. It's like, guys, we've done it. That's it at the end of the episode. <laughs> um, anyway, so we do have a BBC synopsis to go alongside this. Uh, do you wish to hear it? Yes or no? No. Fuck you. <laughs> you sure? There's like no spoilers, I guarantee Fine, you. fine, go go. Alright. In a South Yorkshire city, Ryan Sinclair, Yasmin Khan, and Graham O'Brien are about to have their lives changed forever as a mysterious woman, unable to remember her own name, falls from the night sky. Can they believe a word she says? And can she help solve the strange events taking place across the there you go, that's, that's just synopsis. <laughs> I really, really hope, and I'm sorry for hyping you up, hype myself up, but this better be 11th hour level shiz. That's the only it's, way it's I can see people. It's very vague, isn't it? I mean, like, it's it's vague, it. but it makes me just feel like, ah, uh, clean slate, strange shit happening in basically every little episode, but like, it, it brings me back to the excitement of the 11th hour. Obviously, I didn't have that because I watched it all in one go after season seven on yep. Netflix. I didn't have that sort of long awaited. On wait. the Netflix. On the Netflix. On but, the um, Netflix. When, I, when Tenet left, I was like, okay, no. Um, <laughs> that was my, uh, no. Um, but 11th Hour was just one of the best episodes of the series, I think, for the way it gives you something completely new. And by the end of the episode, you're completely comfortable with everything. And everything's changed. Um, so this, the, the, the very vague synopsis makes me think of, of the 11th hour. And it makes me hope that it's vague for a reason. Because it's going to be so fucking good. But, um, yeah. I think trying to compare it to the 11th hour... is it, not a stretch. Not gonna, it's, it, it, it's not going to happen. Like, like, uh, like, very few episodes compared to how good of an episode that first episode it was. great. Was. It's more me being optimistic after being a dick for most of the podcast. Um, <laughs> you're trying to make up for it, eh? Is that what you're trying to But, do? no, I, I hope this episode is as perfect as I envisioned it to be. See, so what I did uh, a couple of days ago, I think it was doing yesterday, the day before, I, tr- I ranked all of like, my opinion of every ep- episode of one of the series. Mm-hmm. I think if it matches the pilot, I'll be happy. Yeah. I, I, I think I hope it's better than the pilot, to be honest. Yeah, uh, I mean, that, that's the standard I, I want it to be. Sorry, hope. It's, it's I a, like to think it's a bit, bit better. Because the pilot was like... It was clean slatey, definitely. Yeah. But I feel like this has such an opportunity to just, like, set itself apart from... Okay, fine. Maybe it won't be the 11th hour. Maybe it will. Yeah, it's like, do you think it will beat the 11th hour? I don't like... think it will beat it, but I hope it can reach a point where people will be saying, actually, I prefer this, or actually, I prefer that. Um, but, no. Okay, maybe not the 11th hour level, because that, that episode was truly great, but how would we know? Yeah. How could we possibly know what's, you know... Um, I do hope it does exceed the, the um, pilot, though. I like to think it does. Because while the pilot was great, you know... In... I think it can. I think it has the potential to do yeah. so. I, I like to think that it would be better than pilot, but... I hope it's a good episode. But yeah, part part is a good base level, I think, to um, 
Because I was thinking about it, I was like, Rose, I think you could do better than Rose. No offense to people that like Rose. <laughs> I think it's a very <clears throat> mediocre episode, all things considered. Like, have you, if you rewatch Rose, again, I liked like most of that episode, but something at the end, just like, I don't know. But there are some very cringy moments, right? Like, there, oh, definitely. Like, like that, like the bin and uh, the pizza. It's like, corny, like, but seriously. Yeah, but I mean, like, as like an intro to a series, you were just like, you could do so much better. You could do so, so much better. Yeah. Um, I don't want it to be New Earth. If it reaches New Earth levels, God help us all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. As I said, I think the pilot is, like, the, the closest I think it will reach, like, in terms of, you know, like, quality mixed with what it's trying to achieve. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. As I said, I think I think overall this series will be solid. I'm not. I reckon it'll be kind of like series six, but hopefully with a better art. Yeah. <laughs> just, As someone who, who that. I'm not going to admit it. I, I'm not going to deny it. When I first watched season six, as a new Doctor Who fan, I fell for that shit hard because of the way Moffat was, you know, like I actually liked the arc. I'm not going to die. Only because yeah. of like those those moments. The art only um, thing really faltered because of the ending. That, that's yeah, it. The, oh, I think the build up, up to that was pretty good. Like, it's just the for the longest yeah, time, a good man goes to war was like my shit. Um, <laughs> but um, I do hope that it manages itself. Because obviously, the you know impossible astronaut that that was amazing. It was fantastic. Um, but I hope that. It retains a level, because the last thing that, that that we want is for the first episode or for the first couple episodes to be amazing, and then just drop substantially. But then again, I'd rather do that than the opposite, if I'm being honest, because the last thing I want is one episode to come out and be like not amazing, and then everyone gets it shit. And like no, the show's ruined. The first episode was bad. Um, but yeah, I really hope that it starts off strong. So the Predators doesn't really give too much away, which is good. Um, we do have a little bit more in regard, like, detail-wise. So according to Doctor Who magazine, the episode begins exactly where Twice Upon a Time leaves off, with the four, with the Doctor falling to Earth in Sheffield. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Doctor comes into contemporary Sheffield like a side... side what the hell? Side window. Okay. Or Sidewinder. I don't know how you pronounce that. That's dumb. Don't use that word again. Um, she literally falls from the sky. Uh, Sheffield is brilliant on a visual level because it's relatively unrepresented in television series. This means that the character that you meet in the episode um, in a city... This means that the character that you meet in the episode in a city that has never been in Doctor Who before. That is a weird wording for that sentence. <laughs> Also, he says the characters are set to face a ruthless alien threat over the course of an action-packed night. That's all. That's all the information I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, not true. I do have one more bit of information. Uh, apparently, we will not be getting the new intro and theme until episode two, stating that episode one starts slightly differently. Okay. In, yeah, yeah. That that's, would actually probably that that's would keep, the most. That's interesting. Although, that said, the last time that Doctor Who tried to do 
you know where Stop. I'm going with this, don't you? Stop. You know where I'm going with this. La 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 la. Yeah, the last time that the Doctor Who tried to do this was Sleep No More. Um, so. <laughs> we can't win them all, apparently. You bastard. <laughs> um, so, do you have any thoughts in regards to all the information that I've given so far in regards to the woman who fell to her? Nope. I've ranted enough. Ram- rambled enough. Alright. <laughs> um, and we also know that episode two is going to be called The Ghost Monument. Uh, this episode's going to be written by, again, Chibi Chib Chib. Chib Chib Chib. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to call the episode that, let's be honest. It's going to be called Chibi Chib Chib. And it's going to be directed by Mark Tonderai. Uh, okay. I think he was, I'm pretty sure he was the guy that directed the, the house at the end of the, the street or something like that. I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember two episodes ago. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so we have a synopsis for that too. Uh, she's like, uh, not a she. The BBC is not a she. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the synopsis is still reeling from their first encounter. Um, I'm blank spoiler they're going to survive the first adventure. Seriously. Wow. What's the point is setting the stakes if you're already going to ruin it. How dare you? I know, right? Um, still reeling from their first encounter. Can the doctor and her new friends stay alive long enough in a hostile alien environment? To solve the mystery of desolation, and just who are Angstrom, Angstrom, an episode. That's the synopsis. I'm not even kidding. What the hell is that? What? I know. <laughs> That's such a terrible synopsis. I'm getting <laughs> frank with you guys. That that was terrible. Um. Also, I'm getting desolation of Smaug flashback. I don't know if that's oh. a bad thing for you. <laughs> I mean, I like that movie, but yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so a little bit more information. So the search for the mysterious ghost monument takes the doctor and her friends far away from Sheffield. Uh, he finally says, uh, our characters are stranded and have to live on their wits, despite the fact that they've only just met. And this film, this is actually filmed in Cape Town, South Africa, so... Hell yeah, that sounds awesome. Mm, it's a very interesting, um, location in scouting there. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm actually finally more excited for this one than I think I am for the first episode. Fair enough. I don't know. I, I, think the, I think it's also the episode title, The Ghost Monument. It sounds... I don't know. There's just a catch to it that the woman who fell to earth just... I don't know. It just doesn't quite have that same catch. I think it's just the how, how like, you know, short and to the point it is, you know? The episode is The Ghost Monument, you know? That's what you're going to get. Yeah. Uh, I know that episode one is the woman who fell to worth, but I don't know. This feels a bit of a more of a drag. I don't know. Just personal preference. <laughs> don't don't hate me for it. Critiquing the titles, Nick. How how, how petty. <laughs> hey, I complained about the theme being called fresh last last episode. I think I think this is less on the petty scale. Let's be yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. Uh, any thoughts on episode two while we are still talking about? It? No. Nothing, nothing you want to say differently? Yeah, no? Good? Oh, well, I like its focus on their relationship, from the synopsis alone, I think. I, I'm all for do- uh, focusing on characters and relationships, so I think based on the synopsis is the idea that, you know, they just met her, or, you know, they don't know who this person is. 
being the set being retained from episode one to two synopsis sort of gets me excited on I guess how they're gonna focus on the show like the show's focus in terms of the characters yeah. and how they that you know can we trust this random person all that stuff but yeah that's, that's something I noticed I think Chippendale was actually quite good in regards to its he's like in terms of the character development uh-huh I think that's the plot where I'm more concerned about. Definitely. <laughs> if anything is going to be faltering, it's going to I be... I think the Power of Three is the plot. best example of my worries. For mm. two-thirds of the episode, I was on board. I loved its uniqueness in plot, its character focus. It's a very character-focused episode. But yeah. then the third act came and it was like, what the freaking hell is this? What in rich hell was the point of that? Which, unfortunately, sort of shambles the rest of it. So I reckon if he can improve his storytelling, because character work is obviously essential, but if he can make those stories really, really fascinating, really, really exciting, really continuously good, good meaning like eventful or, uh, I guess, retain the same level of quality, then his character work will just be enhanced, even though they're already great. So yeah, I just hope that his, yeah, his, his plot work, as you said, is good, because mm-hmm. I'm praying. Because <laughs> his previous works have somewhat been left to design. Um, mm-hmm. I have one concern. Yep. Uh, I'm going to be like nitpicks for a second. If you don't admit yeah. it's, it's a decent YouTube channel. But uh, yeah. So the part that makes me concerned is the bit where it says, can the Doctor and her new friends stay alive long enough in a hostile alien environment to solve the mystery of desolation? Please do <laughs> not give us a countdown. I pray to freaking God. <laughs> Do not 40, give us a countdown. 42. <laughs> oh my every, god. It, it, yeah, it's, it's one of the things he brings up in, in his video. Like, every Dog 2 episode that he's done, there's a countdown in it. Every single one. But, I mean, this is what... That's why, <laughs> that's why I read that. I'm like, oh, please, dear god, do not be another countdown. <laughs> like, like, just just, just stray away from your usual style. For two episodes. Give me that. Give me that, please. Um, yeah, that's it. That's a, that's my main. That's my main concern. Um, so we know that Mallory Blackman's story is quote heartfelt, thought provoking, and timely. Okay. Uh, there was a rumor that, that there's going to be a Rosa Parks episode. What are the odds that she's going to be doing that one? Pretty high. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty confident. I, I feel I feel pretty high up on it that she's going to be doing the Rosa Parks episode, but we'll see. I mean, it fits the whole thought-provoking and timely thing. Yeah. Um, then we got Ed Heim's story, which is, which is apparently quote really rather spooky. Oh well. <laughs> I like how they like, waste two of the three words to just emphasize how spooky the episode is. That means it'll be really spooky. So I'm intrigued. Like. <laughs> Come on. Come on, really? <laughs> you two of the three words on really and rather. Oh my god. Anyway, uh, Pete McTie's story is, quote, creepy, fun, roller coaster. Yeah, I got nothing to say about that. I don't think. I, I'm pretty sure Ed Heim's story is going to be the, the rumored uh, Halloween episode they're going to do. But we'll see. Uh, Pete McTire, yeah, so it's a creepy fun roller coaster. Vinay Patel's story is educational, epic, and emotional. I don't think I've ever seen the words educational and epic <laughs> used side by side. 
Like, when you think of school, do you think of epic? No, at all. When you think of Lord of the Rings, do you think educational? Hell yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't build a ring that, <laughs> that could potentially screw you over in the end, you know? Um, yeah, that's an interesting uh, combination of words there. We'll, we'll be interesting to see how true they are. And uh, the weirdest one, Joy Wilkinson's story is, quote, dark, funny, and squelchy. Oh. I'm not even making up that last word. It literally says squelchy. And I have no idea what on earth that could mean. Can you provide context on what Squelchy could possibly be referring to? Not at all. I'm as confused and (laughs) intrigued as the next person. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Do you have any final thoughts on Series 11 episodes that we know about? Excited given that we're getting something really rather spooky, something dark and funny, and something pure sci-fi. I'm glad to hear that there is a mix even though there should always be a mix, but I'm glad, I'm glad to hear from what we know so far that there's a eclectic uh, array of episodes to in the season. So, part, part, yeah, but apart from that, no, that's all from me. You say that, but I'm going to be devil's advocate again. Do you Here remember the last time we had such a variety of episodes? Yeah, okay, fine. Okay. Answer <laughs> <laughs> okay, my question. You know the no, answer. No, answer my question. No. I... Um, th- I guess there is some form for concern when you are so so all over the place, but it does help the standalone as well. Yes, help. exactly. So if they are double episodes, that's different. Yeah, but I feel like if they can get that arc right, get that narr- that that thematic thread right, so that this is so that the the stories, I guess, connect in one way or another. This season will be phenomenal. But, again, I'm banking on something that may or may not happen well. Um, but, yeah, you're describing, you know, really rather spooky. <laughs> you're describing dark but funny, squelchy. You're describing full on sci-fi. And I'm hoping for a mix. And I'm hoping that they pull it off well. If that's what they want to do. Which is be varied. But, yeah. You say it would be glorious? Hell yeah. <laughs> so it, it does make sense, right? Oh, the song actually is fitting. Oh, how dumb was I to not understand the context of the song? Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, we're done talking about... Uh, let's, we're done talking about the Series 11 uh, episodes. Uh, we're going to end it with a couple of miscellaneous... Miscellaneous! Miscellaneous. All right, so... We're going to start with uh, two negative stories, unfortunately. It's just mm-hmm. how it is. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, former production designer Michael Pickwood uh, passed away. Um, he was responsible for designing the interior for the Series 7 to Series 10. So, the, the one from um, the Snowman all the way up to Twice Upon a Time, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that was quite sad to find out. I mean, that's essentially all of Capaldi's era that he's been for. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I feel bad. It just sucks. It, it, it just sucks. Uh, but I'm glad that... I've got to be honest, I really loved Capaldi's interior Titus, so I think he did a pretty good job in that regard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I got nothing else to add to that. You got anything else you want to say? No. Move on. Alright. So, I mentioned this earlier in the episode, but we're going to bring it up now. So, a writer for the BBC News has made controversial remarks towards Capaldi during his review of The Woman Who Fell to Work. Uh, the quote was, and what a great way to refresh a franchise, especially after four years of Peter Capaldi, who certainly wasn't universally loved. Yeah, that, 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 was, a, that was a pretty poor choice of words, I've got to be honest. Don't know why that happened. Why do people just not say the right things? <laughs> think before you talk, goddammit. What do you think about this, Nick? This came, this came like... Um, Oh, about a month or so after the whole uh, the BBC drama guy said that um, you know, Whitaker wouldn't have the idiosyncrasies of her predecessors. It's just like, can, My you, God. can, can you guys stop? <laughs> can, like, like, why? Why have you got to do this? Why can't you let Whitaker's error stand on her own? Why have you got to make it so frustrating to be a fan of the show? I just want to enjoy it, okay? When you say shit like uh, four years of Peter Capaldi who certainly wasn't universally loved, don't speak on my behalf. Mm-hmm. I loved Peter Capaldi's era. I think his era had some of the best stories ever made. And I think he was one of the best doctors. He's fact, he's my second favourite doctor. So don't you dare Arthur speak Taylor, on my behalf. Sorry, that, that, that was the most passionate there. No, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, so he has since backpedaled on these comments, saying that what he meant was his error wasn't universally loved. But personally, I don't think that makes that any better. Not at all. <laughs> I think what you should have done there is not say it at all. You just dug yourself a hole. That's what you've done there. Not, you and, not, and now you'll be just criticised for the guy to make Whitaker's error seem better. What stupid! The very notion that to make some to to promote someone, you have to, you have to demote someone else is just disgusting. Yeah, to, to elevate someone on a pedestal, you've got to exactly. undermine everything else. It's it just can't, can't someone shine on their own? It's disgusting, and I'm not a fan of that in any sense of the word. But uh, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So that was that was a pretty frustrating thing to. Uh, to what, and this is what I was saying before. This happened. I, I read it three minutes after I watched that Whitaker video. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it's like they're doing this shit intentionally to piss me <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, you got any final thoughts on, on the, 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 the comments? Nope. Other than I'm a, I'm upset by it. But no. <laughs> All right. Um. And, the last bit of news, finally, the last bit of news. So, the ABC iView thing, um, so they released a form kind of thing that basically wanted people to vote in what they considered to be their top five favourite episodes of the new series, and then they would compile it to uh, come up with the top 20. We know what that top 20 is now, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> Because of course we are. Um, so, number twenty, uh, of, like in regards to the top twenty Doctor Who apps, uh, according to us, and I, I say the very loosely, according to us, number twenty is Partners in Crime. Yes, 
Whoa! If like, not for that one scene. Like, don't get me that wrong. Scene. I, I'm going to disagree with that. <laughs> I think it's a good episode. I don't think anyone's denying that. But top 20? Hell yeah. Out of hers at all. You, you think it's top 20? Hell yeah, they're the cutest goddamn things. Alright, I'm not going to change your mind in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> I just found it very bizarre. The number 20 is Partners in Crime. An episode that I haven't heard anyone talk about since we did that Series 4 episode all the way back mm. last year. Um, number 19 is Twice Upon a Time. Okay. There's a bit of recency bias there. I feel like there has to be. I feel like Partners in Crime is better than that. But like, I, I'd argue that, to be fair, none of them would, no, neither of those episodes would move me my top 20. Actually, obviously. I reckon about 6 or 7 of these would be my top 20, but uh, I'll say fair enough. Uh, in time. Uh, in time. Um, oh, no, you're so funny. Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> number 18 is uh, School Reunion. This is like a dark horse in terms of the fact that uh, I never think about this episode. Uh, I wouldn't but I liked is, it. I think it's I liked good. it. I, I don't say think it's a top Woodhouse's 20, best. but... Would you say this is Woodhouse's best episode, though? No, but <laughs> the more I think on it, the more... I, be, I think I need to rewatch it, but like... Um, I think it's like a sweet episode, but I don't know if it's like a best episode. But again, this was a was this top twenty favorites. Was everyone picking what they like? It just the most? said top. It was just top twenty Doctor Who. I guess if you're gonna pick a favorite, you. School Reunion is a pretty lovable one. I think. It, 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 yeah. I think the only thing that elevates is probably the whole Sarah Jane introduction. Oh, definitely, definitely. Nostalgia is yeah. like a. I still story. think the God Complex is still the better episode. We house, but. Uh huh. That, that's that's my opinion. God Complex would probably be my top twenty. That's a comparison. There. What a f- that episode fascinates me so much. I love it. I always come back to it. It's one of my most most watched, but not for like comfortable. Like it's not because it, it like it. It's not because it like brings me back to simple times. It makes me like happy. It's like fuck. Like what? I go back to it because it's just such a fascinating episode. And, it's it's yeah. so surreal, and I love that. I want it's so it's so not Doctor Who. Even though it really is. And, um, Crazy. Definitely top Crazy. 20. Top 20. Crazy. It feels very... Crazy. Very shining, very horror, very... I guess, like, sur- it feels like a surreal shining in... With Matt Smith. It's great. And the Minotaur was pretty cool. Like, creature. Oh, I love that. It was a yeah. bit, you know, a bit cra- and, crazy. And to find out he was a prisoner. And then it's oh. like, I wasn't talking about myself. I was like, oh, I want to rewatch that now. I want to rewatch that now. God damn it. Yeah, it's great. But yeah, my my point is that I don't think it should be my top twenty score. No, yeah, good, fair enough, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, number six, number seventeen. Oh, yeah, let's control there. Number seventeen, Doomsday. Huh? Huh? What? You you think that's the? Oh, you think it's too low? What? You think it's too low on the list, don't you? I think there's one scene that everyone loves, but the episode is not that good. Hello, people <laughs> of the earth. Doomsday is not top twenty, but again, that one scene's beautiful. But like, come on, guys. Uh, if I think? was to put, if I was to rearrange this list, Doomsday would be number twenty, in my opinion. Like, okay. Like, like I would admit Partners in Crime, and I would admit Twice Upon a Time, and I would miss School Reunion, and I would probably put Doomsday as twenty. If I was to like really criticize it, like I think there are uh, there are reasons for this episode to be on the list more. So it's clear as day. Story. But yeah, I don't I don't buy it. 
Alright, number 16 is an episode you'll probably think is too low on this list, but hey, so be it. Number 16 is Turn Left. I love this episode so much. It's such a good concept. It, wh- whoever did the thing with Turn Left and Midnight, I don't know what the story is about those two being, being filmed simultaneously. I, I know it was because of obviously um, scheduling errors, but the way they, they crafted these two episodes omitting each other from uh, from the focus of the story is so smart. And in the case of both episodes, Midnight is obviously a bit more horrific. When you get rid of the companion or the doctor, there's this added sense of like um, uncomfortability. And while Turn Left is like really fun to watch, that episode just like it, it, it weirds me out because of the fact that there is no doctor. Um, it feels like it feels like an opening with the compa- like it feels like it feels like the first episode of a season, but the doctor the doctor's just not there. It's just the companion's life, and it's really odd. And I think it's such a smart episode, and would definitely be in my top twenty. I don't know about sixteen, but yeah, it would be there. Mm. Well, That's be, my little I reckon feel. a couple more uh, ones are more above it. I think could be like, what? Why is it above this episode? Anyway. Oh, definitely, definitely. I, number, number I think 15. it'd be like eighteen or nineteen. Anyway, go. Number fifteen, the Doctor dances. Yes. Yeah. I don't know, like. I still, I still think th- that's one of the greatest double uh, two-parters. I think it's timeless, so I have no issue with that. I still think the Doctor Dance is better than the Empty Child. Like that's like the one thing that we disagreed with on in the series. Yeah, so I rewatched that to make sure mm. I had a firm idea. And I feel like the Doctor Dance is amazing, obviously, but I love the way the Empty Child sets shit up. I love the the, the uh, like the climax at the end. You know, I thought it was awesome but Doc Dances has that amazing quote at the end that I love and I've quoted a million times so um, yeah but no I think it's a great double so I see why you prefer this one over. what fascinates me though and we'll get to it very shortly is that there is such a difference between apparently the empty child and the Doctor Dances in terms of how it's ranked in this list yeah that's the one thing that really confused me is like when I feel like they people, are on par like they, they are equal they are really close because... but people were like not nah, Every child is like miles better than like like it's, it's exactly ten positions. Like I don't understand. Like it's like, really what? stark. But <laughs> I, I guess people get... just prefer the. I guess I'm just right. I don't know. Can't. <laughs> it's 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 very. <laughs> hey, you may be right, but I just feel like especially I'm kidding. Obviously, the it's really odd. Yeah. It's really odd how how big the gap is. Maybe it's like maybe it's like okay I'll, if, if, I, if I have the big one I'll pick this one like maybe there was no for some it was like yeah also anyway. and this will probably definitely surprise you it's the only episode that has both of its parts in the episode. yeah that was interesting I think a testament to, to double fi- that double that um I guess both episodes are, I think you can look at it in the fact that both episodes are so good that they both got a spot, whereas in other episodes, there was one standout. Um, if you look at it that way. Mm. Obviously, compa- obviously, comparing the placements makes you, makes you go, what the hell? Why are they so different? But... Well, I, I avoided two-parters like, when I was doing it. I avoided yeah. two-parters for that very reason. Like, I, mm-hmm. couldn't, I I didn't want to give up two slots to, yeah. to an episode when they can go to two single-parters, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really wanted the uh, Love of Monsters, and I really wanted the theater to be able to think so. <laughs> But hey, you, you can't win them all, apparently. You, know? you can't win them all, exactly. 
Um, so number fourteen is Rose. No. 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 Get that off. Get that off my top twenty. I get it. I get it. But nostalgia can't put this at fourteen. Are you high? Like, <laughs> it is I get better. It. Than it was the Doctor it was not bad. It was a bad episode. Like it was. <laughs> it was a. It was a good. Like it was a solid. Hey, we're back. But it was not top fifth, top twenty. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't buy it. Get your nostalgia goggles up. <laughs> Meanwhile, next segment. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't don't. I don't care. I don't care. Um, number 13 is Dalek. Yes. No issue with that. I am perfectly confident with this being episode within this in the top 20. It is a fantastic episode, and I'm glad Such it's Such a good there. episode. Same with the next two as well. Number 12, uh-huh. the 11th hour. Should have been 11th. I know. I know. <laughs> Missed the beat there by not putting a number 11. Oh. But, uh, yeah, so number 12 is the 11th hour. I would have preferably had it a little higher. Same, honestly. Considering some of the other episodes ahead of it. Possibly top 10, but... I don't know. Yeah, I would have been... I would would have preferred it to be top 5, but I would have been much better with it being top 10. You know what I mean? Like, I personally probably would have had it top 5, but... It should have been top 10 at least. Better Mm -hmm. than top 10. Anyway, and number 11 is The Doctor's Wife. Again, understandable. Such a good episode. Um, but like, uh, I think I have a bit lower for me, honest. Then we but get to then we get to number ten. Top episode, ten. Then you get an episode that I'm pretty sure you like, and I believe it is too overrated. Journey's End. I think yeah. Okay, Journey's End is top ten for me, purely because like it's a thing where it's like filling all my fan fiction fanboy needs. I don't think it's a top ten episode if you look at it like the greatest things of the show. I think I'd have it just at 10, if not like 11 or 12. Um, because it is the episode that I love more than I think is good. But yeah, I can't... I'm not going to lie. I, I, I adore that, that episode. So, yeah. This is this is my uh, opinion, right? And, I, and it's difficult <laughs> well to figure out why I don't think I like it. Like, I love The Stolen Earth. But I can't stand Journey's End. I think it's because, as you mentioned, it's like a fan fiction. Yeah. Journey's Earth, I, I sorry, can... Stolen Earth is like fan fiction at its best. Yeah, I... I you honestly... Probably... End. <laughs> I think you're yeah, still getting out of Journey's End there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think, think gets... Stolen Earth is amazing, but I don't know. I, I think Journey's End is a little too self-indulgent for its liking. Just, just a little bit too self-indulgent. I feel like Teenage has done so much, he can pat himself on the back a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, but it does it again in the end of time, okay? Yeah, okay, that was weird. <laughs> you but... understand what I mean? <laughs> like... Yeah, I know, I know. Anyway, um, luckily, the end of time is not on this list, and that makes me very happy. Because it should have ended with Jerry's end. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> you know what? I'm entirely... No, I actually don't disagree with you there. It probably should have ended with, with uh... I love everyone in the end of time, but no. Alright, uh, number, number nine, zone, speaking of an episode that you were really happy was on as number 16, number nine is Midnight. Yep, um, the artificial two-parter, love it. Love this episode so much. It's It reminds me of God Complex in the way that it's so different and surreal and doesn't want doesn't give a shit about your... Um, well, I mean, this is more, I guess, surreal in the sense that it doesn't explain new things, it just does. It just does it. It just comes, leaves, and leaves you wondering. I love that. <laughs> Such a powerful episode. 
Yep. And then we get to number eight. And I have okay. no idea how it's on this list. Okay, I would honestly put this in top 30 or 25. Purely because of how much fun it is and how I love the ending. But yeah, top 10 is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Number eight is ridiculous. ridiculous. <laughs> like... I mean, no, top 10 mean like... Yeah, yeah, overall, yeah, yeah, I know. Off you go. What what episode is it? How is it number eight? I just don't get how it's number eight. I get it, it's Rivers on the last episode. Surely if this is here, then A Christmas Carol should be higher. But like, we won't talk about that, okay? (laughs) We won't talk about that. I think it's very insulting because number seven starts in the library. And it's a pretty conclusion. I mean, she's like one of the most loved characters of the show. But, um... Yeah. Did you actually say the episode name, or were we just like gone to a tangent? No, no, no I said number seven. Like it, it ties in nicely to number seven, which is science and library. Okay, <laughs> I didn't just go off a tangent. <laughs> yeah, cool, 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 cool. Uh, yeah, number six, Heaven Sent. Why is this number six? This is way better than number six. I think it's a favorite thing. I would much rather rewatch. Let's scroll down. Cars and crime. <laughs> Than, than Heaven Sent. But as far as best goes, this is top three, without a doubt. Um, like, if I look I look at the what the, the five that's there, that's a solid five. I adore those five, so good luck trying to sway me otherwise. I <laughs> would probably put... I know which one, I know which one, but that that top five for me. I maybe, reckon maybe the top, top three, I, I, I could understand the top three. I think you could I know what you're talking sent. about, and no, I love that episode, and you cannot change my mind. No, 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 I was going to say, I reckon if you just put Heaven Sent to number four and have, you know what I mean, and push the other two up, I think I'd be better. Oh, like so I, you wouldn't, you'd keep full, you wouldn't uh, I wouldn't have number one, and we'll get to number one in a sec, I wouldn't have no, number one at number one, put it that way. You, no, but I get why it's number right one. Right now, you'd, you'd leave as it is once Heaven Sent goes. I, I, my list would be entirely different. In this case of this... If I had my way, Blink would probably be uh, below Silence in the Library. Interesting. Um, but Blink's number one, by the way. Spoilers. <laughs> it's obvious at this point. Yeah, it's like the episode that everyone loves. It's like the, the like if you're not no a fan offense. of Doctor Who, chances if are... If you don't love this episode, then you're just like being made up for the sake of it. It's... Anyway, anyway. Getting ahead of ourselves. I'd argue it's a better introduction, like, introductory episode for a non-fan than Eleventh Hour is. I agree. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, yeah, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, so, number six is Heaven Sent. Number five is The Empty Child. I think this is a solid intro. I'm glad it's in the top ten, but to have it so top far five. apart from The Doctor Dances is what annoys me. I mean, it is better, but like... <laughs> it is, but is it, is it 10 know. positions different better? I like... think it's a perfect setup. I think for people who want to learn how to set something up, you do this. You, you make people ask questions. You give them the climax of the, like, of the series. Whether the, um, whether how the Doctor Dances actually solves this climax is actually to your liking. I love it, but it's a bit uh, it's a bit silly. Um, I think it's just such a great episode. Jack Harkness is warranted is is like worthy of a top ten alone um, for his presence. But uh, yeah, ten ten spots is weird, but I have no issues with this place. Number four is the girl in the fireplace. I'm oh, glad it's, it's in the top ten, and I but I probably wouldn't put it at number four if I had to be frank. 
I probably would have put it at number four. I have a top ten. I, I have it. I have it just maybe six or seven for me. But me ranking these episodes will be a nightmare. Um, I think it's one of the most beautiful episodes of the series. Um, but yeah, I have it just outside the top five. I reckon, right? I think I'm thinking about it. If you emit the Husbands of River Song and Journey's End, and the Doctor's Wife in the Eleventh Hour come in, I reckon they'll be much more easier top ten in the advantage. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's not like that because apparently the ABC is more than just us two. But you know, so we. <laughs> um, so number three is the Day of the Doctor. How? How do you compare? Like, I think it's unfair. Day of the Doctor has so much on top of everything else here because there's such a legacy with the Day of the Doctor that I'm like, it, it has to be number one. <laughs> I would put it number doctors, one. Yeah. It's longer than the other episodes. Hello. Um, <coughs> sorry, cold. Um, it just, it, it just feels feel like we're comparing what the Doctor Who movie, what, basically a Doctor Who movie. It feels like it. It's, it's got the, the grand, the, the scale, the epicness of the Doctor Who film. And we're putting it along episodes. It just feels unfair. But definitely, definitely top three, if not high. Nick, I'll let you go. Like, how much you adore this episode? <laughs> uh, we've, we've, uh, we've talked about it in depth in, in the, the best of the series seven specials. So I don't know to dwell on it too much here. Uh, it, I will. I'm going to do a shameless plug. If you want our thoughts on any episode from the past ten seasons, except for the series, <laughs> well, no, technically we talk about all series ten episodes throughout the series. So um, yeah, if you want, we did a whole best of, which you can watch if you want our thoughts on individually, or we consider the best of each series. Uh, and obviously I gush wholeheartedly over The Day of the Doctor, because it's amazing. But, um, yeah, if we were talking about top, I think this should be, be this should be number one, in my opinion. Like, it, so it's like... It's like number a, one, I presume? It's, it wouldn't like be the best. Episode? I thought Sterling like Heaven sent a better episode. But if we're talking top, like, this would probably be number one for me. It's the one that I rewatch over and over. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, but number three is okay, considering the two above it. I mean, yeah, a pretty. Number two is Vincent and the Doctor, and I mean, like, it's going to be really hard to not justify that being in your top three, you know? It's not a favorite, but it's a top for me. It's exactly. A favorite. It's such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful piece of television. I remember when I was in grade four, we were learning, we were studying art, studying all all the great artists, and for some reason, my teacher put on this scene, the scene. I'm talking about the scene from this episode. And at Seagrave 4, I was not into Doctor Who at all, near yeah, the time. And I was like, cool. And that was it. Um, no emotional connection. I had seen one scene, the scene, and I had that, I'd not seen nothing else prior to it. And I was like, okay, cool, he's, he's, he's sad, that's fine. Come back to it later, and I'm freaking devastated watching this episode. I'm like, holy shit, this is beautiful. Yeah, like, and... the, like the one scene is good, but... The context of the whole episode. Yeah, exactly. Context matters. This this man was suffering, and seeing them, it feels. I think some of the best episodes of the show are when, in a sense that, this is someone who's going back in time, and it's really focused on on like it's, it's it feels very real, and. I think the very best episodes, the ones that can connect with us the most, are the ones that, regardless of whether he's going to the future or the past, 
is how much they get right in terms of, I guess, our human nature. Plugging, by the way, human nature is a great episode in my life. Um, Vincent Doctor was so good because it connected with people and it taught, like, it honestly taught, taught, it taught you something. And I think it's definitely one of the top three episodes of the show, even if it's not one of my favourites. Um, but yeah. Is it weird I think the best scene in that episode is not the scene that you're talking about? My, my favourite scene, well, I think the best scene is actually the one where the Doctor, Amy, and uh, Vincent are holding hands, and the, the sky turns into Starry Night. Like, that. I love that scene. No, yeah. That is so good. Definitely. Like, seeing that transform into, into that painting, it's like, oh, what, wow, you know. The way they... It's the visual representation of, what, of yeah. an artist's mind. It's, it's right? incredible. It's, I think it's several times where they sort of jump between, I guess, the visuals of a painting and the visuals of the episode. And it's such a stunning means of, I guess, uh, bridging the two worlds, I guess. It's a very beautiful episode. A lot to talk about with that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and again, we've talked about it in depth in Series 5, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Share with uh, <laughs> Yeah. And uh, number one, as I mentioned before, Blink. I mean, I mean, were we really surprised? Nope. Like, like, like I, I think it. the episode's great, but number one, it's a little too overrated. Even though Maybe. we would recommend any person that's not a fan to watch it because it's a good representation, like an artist's point of view. I think it's purely oversaturated. And it's, like, I hate using that expression, but there are a lot of movies and shows and stuff where too much, I guess, attention praise it sort of like diminishes its overall impact on me, mm. but only rarely. La La Land, for example, I'm sorry, but that movie just le- 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 lessens on me each time I watch it. Which one? La La Land. Ah, yeah. Um, because everyone and their mum saw movies La La Land, and I love the, that it's such a well-appreciated film. It's beautiful. Yeah. But it just loses me. And um, with Blink, it's definitely top three for me, in terms of um, favourites. But I think it'd be three, in the sense, because only because it's such a oversaturated and like this is the episode of Who and there's no other episode that's better than this and it's like no there they probably is um but yeah I definitely agree I think it's this the same case with Listen as well like do you remember like how highly praised Listen was after it happened oh yeah it was like I and think it's a good episode, but I don't think it's a great one. It's only because the rest of the season was shit, and it was like, look, it's so good in comparison to everything else. But yeah. But like, everyone was like losing their minds, like, oh my god, it's the, the Doctor is a child, it's in the barn, like the 50th anniversary, you know what I mean? Like, there was just like, yeah. there was just so much speculation, people were like, oh my god. Like, I think it's a fantastic episode, but I, again, it was excessively overpraised at the time. I know. Um... I think Blink is still better than Listen, but I think there have been episodes in the future that have been more interesting in concept. Like, this is like your, your introduction to time travel, essentially. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like for example, Extremist, I think, had a more interesting time plot than, than Blink did. Yeah, and, I think so. And, and, think and Blink is more universally praised. Good. But, yeah. Anyway. I have a question. Yes. Any episode f- f- from a, a favorite standpoint, but also top, I guess, that yeah. are not that are not on this list at all, that you would include in your own personal list. Oh, easy. I have got like five that I probably would put in here. But... Okay. Name name three. Okay. Easy. Um, Forest of the Dead. Mm-hmm. 
because you have Science of the Library, but I think Forest of the Dead's the better of the two-parter. Yep. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, uh, the Impossible Astronaut. Yep. That shit was insane. Um, ooh, good question. Uh, just going through my head thinking about all of them. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you think Utopia. I think Utopia is a better episode than many of these. Oh, it's a good episode. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. There you go, my three. There you go, my three. Okay. <laughs> it's right off that. Actually, I probably can't. would say majority of Series 5, actually, probably the honest is. Like The Lodger. Even The Lodger, I think, could be up here. I love The Lodger. I've watched that like 10 times. Anyway, as far as my favourites go, I'm going from a purely ones I love standpoint. Mm. Two Family Blood is still on my favorite doubles in the show. Um, Which one was that? Love, sorry? Uh, sorry, Human Nature, Family of Blood. Yeah, see, that could have been there. Even Waters and Mars. Bloody hell. Oh, see, Tenant's done some good. Anyway, Tenant just went in there. Those, <laughs> I'm not sure which one I'd pick out of those two, to be That's honest. That's about me. You pick yours. Go for it. Yeah. Um, I don't know which one out of those I'd pick, to be honest. Possibly Family of Blood, but I don't have it like a strict... I haven't seen it in a while, so I don't want to pick one out of those. Nick is going to roll his eyes at me, but fuck it. My personal top 20 in the low bracket would include Gridlock. Um, it is an episode that I've seen so many times. I, I don't hate the episode. I don't I understand. it's top 20 it's worthy. Pure, but... It's so average looking from an objective standpoint. I hate. <laughs> because it, it is so average. Know. What are you talking about? It is I extremely love it. average. I love... I don't know why I love it. I love the atmosphere. I love... I love how it's more than meets the eye plot. I love that it's so crazy and somewhat, oh, what's the word? Somewhat um, slapstick. Not slapstick, but it's, it's absurd, it's humour. Yeah. But there's, there's something more. And I've, cartoony? I don't know Would why. you say it's more cartoony? Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. But it's that overwhelming sense of, okay, guys, you, you, you're not looking at the big picture here. Like, there's drugs for emotions. Hello. Um, I love that idea of, I guess, trying to like hide something in the background, which I do for the longest time in the episode. I love the cat people. I love how they're jumping between cars. I hate traffic, but God, I would love to be like, I don't know why I would never wish this on myself, but I would love to be in that episode. I know, it's weird. I'll uh, give you this. It's the best of the Bow trilogy. <laughs> hell yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> well, I mean, considering your other two options are the end of the shut world up, and the worst, like, yeah. it's, it's a no-brainer, that one, but yeah. Um, um, it's, it's weird, though, because we kind of, like, me, you, and Connor, I don't know about Will, but me, you, and Connor, we all have these, like, one episode that, like, we love that no one else can explain why. <laughs> like, you I mean, have, Connor Grid- has you have Gridlock, but... you have Gridlock, he has Boomtown, and I have Thunder of the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't know, I can't, I, I can't explain it, but... See, it's, it's one of the things, it's, it's something that you can't explain because people won't get it. It's just the thing that when you watch it, you love it, and you don't know why, but you do. And there's no, there's nothing wrong with liking an episode. Yeah. So, even in Connor's case. And you know what? The more I watch it, the more I actually like Planet of the Dead. Even if I find it a bit, I guess. It's stupid, like, but it's fun stupid, which is why I think it works. That, that, that's how I feel about good luck. Yeah, it's, it's fun. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's why like, I understood. That's why I was like, we all have this yeah. one episode that. We and then like. for a third episode, ooh, see, mm, I want to say a lodger, but like, I still can't get over how how good. I, I'm I'm still in two answers that you had, by the way. I'm not gonna. 
Impossible Astronaut is such a good intro. It is <laughs> so you, good. I stole your pick. <laughs> it is... It's a perfect... Um, like... What's the word? It, it, it's just... The concept isn't even that. Like, it's... I guess I, I adore the style. I adore the, 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 the narrative choices. And it feels very cinematic. That's the word. It feels very cinematic. It feels very polished, very refined, very intricate. And I love it. And yeah. God, the sound feels shadowy. Holy shit. Ah, oh, I can't. I just... I actually think they scare me more than Living Angels do. Good God. Um, yeah. That's but yeah. They're, that's, they're, they're probably my three picks, if I had to pick. They're so killer soul. <laughs> Stop, that whisper was horrifying. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm really emphasizing just like getting in there and make it all creepy. Anyway. I have a new mic. I'm going to make sure it's known. It's basically the next time ever said. That doesn't work for you, unfortunately. I know, anyway, I did not. Yeah, we rambled to, I think we rambled a little too more long about oh, uh, yeah, I, the top yeah. 20 episodes. But um, yeah, so. It's interesting. Yeah. It's like an aggregate favourite. It's, it's or very, best. I, I definitely understand most of these picks. Because you some can of, see which ones are people saying best of the show, and which ones saying, I love Some are bizarre, though. Like, I'm not going to lie, some are bizarre. I think the bizarre ones are the ones that people just love so much. Like, yeah. Hazardous Song is a crowd pleaser. School Union is a crowd pleaser. Um, I don't know what the <laughs> is, but, like, silence for the rest of it. I don't uh, know what Doomsday is, I guess it's, but, uh, yeah. It's because cause, cause Rose cries, and, and, yeah. and the Doctor cries, and everyone's top, sad. Top 20 scenes, okay, I get it, but you know what? I'm not going to I ain't Alright, anyway. So, uh, that wraps up all of the series, 11 news. We are going to take a quick break, and then yeah. we get back. We are going to talk childhood games. Holy shit, I'm so tired Hello and welcome back to Bigger on the Inside. This time we are looking at our childhood games. Now these don't necessarily have to be good games. These could be garbage games. But uh, these are just games that we basically defined a fair chunk of our childhood. Um, this is, as I said yeah, earlier on, uh, with I thought I'd do this in honour of uh, Chris Taylor, um, who was who suffered uh, terminal bone cancer um, and passed away yesterday. Um, I, I spoke about it at the beginning, if you don't remember. But anyway, let's not talk about dower notes. Let's let's look let's look back to the past. What is your first childhood game? Oh, start with me. Yeah, you're gonna start with you. Just getting right into it. Start with you. Lovely. Um, now my. Childhood gaming defined was defined through my old computer or family computer and my PlayStation Portable. I'm gonna oh, start with the PSP. yes that thing was my Ooh. life. Anyway, I'll start with the mm. I'll start with my my um, computer. Oh, and actually one other thing, but that's that's a separate entity, um, okay, which, which I'll describe when I can pick it. 
Yep. Uh, my computer choice is a game called Pajama Sam. There is no need to hide when it's dark outside. This game uh, is... I actually bought it on Steam uh, recently. It was like a nostalgia release. It was like a, they released all the Pajama Sam, uh, Spy Fox, all that stuff. Pajama Sam was this sort of point-and-click puzzle game about a boy who was afraid of the dark and turns into a superhero alter ego named Pajama Sam and uh, goes to, uh, I guess, stop the darkness. And, um, yeah, I, I won't talk much about this game because it's just a game that I just was obsessed with growing up. I remember one of my fondest memories with my cousin and I, my cousin helped me try to, try, try to beat the game, and we actually did. And I was like, holy shit, we did it! It was the most amazing uh, experience ever because puzzle games were like, for me, like, for a young kid, puzzle games were like, holy shit. But, playing it now, I was like, this is it, this is easy. But, um, it's got, it's got a beautiful atmosphere, the, 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 uh, design of the characters is great. There's some, there's some conversations, instances that still stick in my head today. Including where, there's a, there's a part where you, um, where you find a kitchen. And everything has eyes and a mouth and talks to you. Every single thing. And it's horrific and hilarious. It's the perfect, I guess, kids cartoon cliche where everything talks. And I guess I just, yeah, I love when games are like, well, are innocent, that uh, child friendly, and it makes me think fondly on point and click puzzles, which is why I adore Telltale. Well, adored Telltale because they're no longer. <laughs> that was that was a bad taste. Very pretty, very pretty <laughs> but yeah, no, Pajama Sam is my first pick because it defined a lot of my I guess storytelling and puzzle loving imagination. So yeah, that's my first pick. Did they also do Sam and Max Telltale? Yeah they did, they did. That was their early setup. Mm. I, I I think I played Sam and Max in the road, that was pretty good actually. Now that I think about it. But um yeah. Solid first pick. Thank um, you. Mm. I never played Pajama Sam, but I'm, I'm fully aware of the series. Yeah. Uh, my my first is is a <laughs> it's a racing game. Hey, um, I have one or two. One. Mm, bet it's probably not the one you're gonna say. Uh, my it's actually my favorite game. I'm gonna start with this. Uh, my favorite game was was the one I actually played first with my sister, and that was Mario Kart DS. Um, it's 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 like Mario Kart, but it's like the ability to just play it whenever he wanted to. It was like download play, so if one of us forgot to bring the card, we could do like races. A shy guy, we could do like little battles. Battles as, um, as like unknown characters. Um, but yeah, we always used to like, like, we were both so good at the game. <laughs> and, we, and we basically, um, we almost like basically took turns in winning it. Oh. Ooh, that evenly oh my goodness. We spent so much and we always used to play on um, 150cc and we would both pick Bob with the Bob legs because it's the fastest character in the, in the game. And it was so slick to use uh, and it was so much fun like customising the bloody the, the emblem that would be on the front of your car and we, we'd help each other do the training, the, um, the mission mode. That was a lot of fun. We'd also use, use like utilize the, the time trials, which we we could do because of um, 
the because of the land play, uh, and <laughs> when we weren't playing, when we weren't doing that, we were on like picto chat. That that was the shit back in the day, picto chat. <laughs> we'd be like in like the same room and we'd be using bloody picto chat because it was just so much fun to just draw stuff and send it to each other. So much simpler time back then. But yeah, Mario, Mario Kart DS basically defined the DS. It actually was the first game I got with my DS. It was actually the first game I bought by myself too. I got it for my, I think it was my 12th birthday. I got that and my sister, she got it for her 9th birthday, I believe, yeah. And like, we got it in the same year, uh, the same bundle, so we both have the same game. We just, oh god, like, if you want to talk about sentimental games, I, I, and I honestly do believe that Mario Kart DS is still the best Mario Kart game. Like, the amount of shit that's in that game, <laughs> that's not in any future game, it's just, it's just incredible. Um, yeah, that's my first pick. What's your second? I always want to add in quickly. Um, yeah, go for it. While my, apart from Super Mario Bros, <laughs> and I'm just making sure my list is good, sorry. Apart yeah, from yeah. Super Mario Bros, Wii and Wii Sports, which are not on this list, by the way. So I was mentioning them off the wheel. Nintendo wasn't a huge yeah. part of my life. But my brother mm. is obsessed with it, like you obsessed. Every day, I'm, I'm I hear a YouTube video talking about Smash. It's like, oh my god, Gabe, give it up. Um, but he's maybe a spoiler on one of my picks. He oh shit. So um, what I said, <laughs> class. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> that's right. I just, um, just, just, but um, he showed me Mario Kart basically, and. I've played a different renditions of it at the friend's house. And, oh my god, to have that game going up would have been a, a, a nuts. Like, that game is so much fun. And that's all I want to say. Like, good pick. Good pick. Um, well, Mario Kart, well, uh, let's stick with the Mario Kart thing. It's not on my list, but Mario Kart Wii, like, was the one that me and my best friend used to play all the time before Mario Kart 8 came out. It was just Mario Kart Wii, and it'd always be bloody uh, Yoshi, because I'm a Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so it's like Mario Kart, it depends on who you play it with. Yeah. Like, this mm-hmm. is more sentimental because it was my first proper game. Definitely, bought, totally so. say that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I totally get what you mean. Yeah. All so, right. Anyway, before, pick. before moving to my PSP phase, which I'll discuss in my next picks, this mm-hmm. is an obscure pick. I need to buy this off eBay. I need to relive my nostalgia. Because yep. Scooby Doo and the Mystery of the Castle was a video game. And its own controller slash console. What it was was it, what it was was it was a puzzle, adventure, chase, action thing. It's like a side scroller from memory. And the controller was the mystery machine with like a joystick on top of it. And I remember vividly just like sitting on the TV, like like just like so eager, so excited. So we do the final childhood in every way possible. Movies, TV shows, and this. Um, it's why I take my love of mysteries. My love of crafting, my love of, um, I guess. A lot of things to be checked out to do. So, huge passion for that. But this game was just my obsession, and I remember showing my sister it when we first got it, uh, the console. It was so weird. I've never seen anything, I've never seen anything like it. Where it was its own thing. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure you can find it if you do it. It's like it's like glowing skull. I don't know if it's skull. It's like glowing green evil thing, and you just grab it and you just like 
fling it around, and there's two buttons, I think, two or three buttons on the machine, and yep. it was just so much fun. It was so... It felt like a cult movie, like a cult classic 80s film, if it was a game. It had such a distinct mm. style to it. It was so fun, so replayable, um, and the, excluding the PC and the, there, and, and the PSP, it was my game of my childhood that I, it's like lost in my brain because I need to play it again. But, um, yeah. Scooby-Doo Mission Were you Castle. Were Scooby-Doo besides the games though? Like, did you used to watch the TV show? Oh yeah, no, yeah. So as I was saying, I'm a huge fan of the shows. Uh, I, mm. Scooby-Doo, wh where I use my favourite, I have them all on VHS. Um, yeah. My fondest memories were going to the DVD library with my brother and grabbing all the, I want to say old, but yeah, as far as movies go, all the old animated films. Um, I've seen Scooby-Doo, the, the two live-action films, like a million times. Um, okay, right. I don't know why <laughs> them. It's just like every, all of us has that one cartoon thing that we just grew up on. If My sister more. has an obsession with, with Scooby-Doo 2, and I cannot for the life of me understand why. I, As a kid, the excitement of mysteries led me in, but I love, the especially Where Are You? So you need to watch. You need to rewatch some episodes. Where are you? Because the aesthetic, the aesthetic, the theme song, the overall tone of that show. But something about bad guys and haunted houses. I was so. I should have been so like revolted by it. But I love everything I see. We do. I love. I love how for a show where it's the exact same thing every episode, it's not. It's. Yeah. It's because the characters are so charming and Scooby Doo runs like a bloody idiot, and yeah, I I don't know. I can't explain it, but. Love, love, love Scooby Doo. So, that game is a huge part of my life in terms of childhood experiences. Miss a nickname. Your second pick. <laughs> nah, man, I'm all about that. About that Shaggy and Scooby Doo get a clue, you know. That, oh, that's peak. Yeah. That's peak Scooby Doo, alright. My goodness. Although there was that really horrible one that came out recently, and I can't think of the name. Of it. Oh God, I don't that's think. That's what I'm about. it looks like it was made by Family Guy. You know that Scooby Doo show? Wait, what? Have you, don't you know what I'm talking about? Like it's like it's like Scooby Doo, but it's like it looks like it's been drawn by Family Guy. Oh, mm-hmm. Have yeah, not watched yeah, it. Have not watched it. That's, that's appalling. That it's looks garbage, disgusting. But it's hilarious, it, like in how terrible it is. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, this is not this is not on my list, but I thought we could bring it up briefly. Mm -hmm. uh, if we're talking about Scooby Doo games, the one that defined my childhood would be Scooby Doo, uh, and the Cyber Chase on PS One. Oh, well, I love that movie, so I want to know how the game was. The game's crap. But we, played, <laughs> we played so many hours on it, it's ridiculous. It's a, the controls it's, it's are It's a bad video crap. game. How could you screw it up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like they sucked in a video game, and the video game's terrible. Who would have thought? But yeah, it was just like the, the platforming, it's, it's so terrible. It's just, it's, it's so bad, you need to play it. Hmm. <laughs> You'd be like, "How on earth did you play this as a child?" That's what you would say when you when you play that game. It's 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 just, it's it's so bad. But it, it, we, me, and my sister play that all the time, and I don't know why. Uh, but if I'm gonna go for my real proper answer in regards to PS One, Monsters Inc. Scare Island. I cannot count the amount of times oh, I've played this game. It's 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 so fun. It's just so fun, and, and having Roz like always interfere with like the little mailboxes and like, hello, this is how you do your jump. Hello, get the blue, the blue jelly. <laughs> and then you use like some dumb, stupid moves on the on these like wind up toilet 
toys to like get their screen in. It's it's so stupid, but I love it. And it's 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 not good. Like I've played it recently. It's not good, but I love it. It's got a certain element of charm to it that I just cannot for the life of me explain. Um, yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> that's my chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's your number three? Now, diving into the PSP realm. PSP is the reason why Harry Potter The Prisoner of Azkaban is my favorite Harry Potter movie. It's the reason why, during my trip to Greece, um, these games stood out like a sore thumb. The PSP, PSP was like one of the was to many other people. It was a chance to play games on the run, to play games, to show people what games you've been playing, to get along with them. Um, I, my friend in Greece, I, my family friend in Greece, I went to there, he also had a PSP. Your Greek would never have picked it. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we had a bunch of games that we played together in Greece, um, but there were three that I showed him that stood out. But there are many, 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 many. The first one... So, are these all three that you want to mention? Do you mean your next three? No, yeah, so I'll, one at a time, okay, but yeah. yeah, yeah. These yeah, are, yeah. This cool. is the most, the centre of my PSP experiences. Yeah. Um, the first one is a racing game, and it's also not. It is Crash Tag Team Racing. Um, oh, so apart from okay. Having, apart from having the best loading, the the loading menu for this game, um, you can press X and O to make fart and burp noises while you load into the game, and it is the most stupid, You're such a child. pointless You're such thing. A child for and I would that. always spam it and like make songs with the with the X and O's to try and like. I'd be like, I'm not going to do the, the noises, but... Guarantee you did O to Joy. Guarantee you all you did O to Joy. Probably did. did. Yeah, probably did. Gone. This game was... I honestly think it's a good game, but again, I haven't played in a while. Because the racing was good, but it was more than that. Because you'd have this... Again, I'm basing entirely on memory. But you have... You had this story about an amusement park. And playing as Crash, you, you do all these, like, platform puzzles to each sort of section and then you do a race but it was like a racing game and a platformer and a story game and a action and it was such a unique game for me that experience because I'd also played this is not on the list but Sh- Shrek Racing gets a mention for being a fun <laughs> shit race that game was fun oh and it just was the cut just yeah but Crash was a racing game that I liked I was, I'm not even a Crash fan, but that game just... I, I just have really strong memories of... It's weird because when when you think back on stuff that's in your childhood, it, just, it feels like a part of you. Like, I, I remember the the jump noises, I remember the the revelations and story from that game. And um, it's just such a surreal experience, I guess, thinking back on that. Because I don't know what it is, it's the same thing with movies, when I watch movies from my childhood. But it's like every beat is like so ingrained in my brain that I'm like watching a memory. And it's, it's surreal. But yeah, Crash. Mm. I don't know what, what that was. Sorry. But yeah, Crash. 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 Crash is. Um, Crash. It's a. Yeah, it's a racing game with another element to it. And I again, I want to revisit it so bad. But that's my number three pick. So. Yeah. That's a good pick. I, I, was never, I never actually played Crash Bandicoot during the period. Actually, not true. I, I had a friend. I was over at a friend's house playing Crash to Insanity. Mm-hmm. That was, but that was about as much as we did in the PS2 era. And most of my Crash familiarities with PS1, I played um, Crash 2 all the time. 
It's not on this list, but yeah. Crash uh, Crash Bandicoot 2, Cortex Strikes Back is my favorite of all of the of all the Crash games. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't mind Warp, but it had problems, particularly with the driving. I was not a fan of the driving. Um, with that said, um, <laughs> none of the remaining games that I'm going to be talking about are PS1 games. I, I already had my one pick <laughs> on sync. Um, so the next one I'm going to bring up is Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, I know you basically t- mentioned that before. Do you not mean to? Nah, but no, no, it was just first, coming. It was Come just on, fun. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was my first Smash game, and the lineup was just incredible. Like this idea of having so many Smash Brothers characters, mm-hmm. and, and have a story mode with like the subspace and the series. Like the subspace series is, is is not good, but the cutscenes in that are incredible. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just so good having all the characters together. Uh, but yeah, that line, I used to play Smash Brothers Brawl with all my friends in primary school. Oh god, the countless hours. <laughs> we couldn't for the life of us beat Toon Link for some reason. That took us a good solid three attempts. Like, like I don't mean like three goes, I mean like three times they came over and we couldn't beat Toon Link. That's... That's, that's how best we were in Smash Brothers. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Smash Brothers, it, it's fitting considering the reason why we're talking about it. But, um, yeah, no, Smash Brothers Brawl was my first introduction into into the Smash series, and then I would eventually go and play the one of the three. Uh, the one of the three. That's my my friend, my best friend, would have the Wii U version. And now I'll eventually get to play Ultimate when that comes out in December. So. Hey, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Although it is interesting because that came out in 2007. That shit makes me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> I just like it didn't feel that long ago. It's eleven years. Um. Anyway. Uh. Number four. You. Number What's four. Okay. Um. PSP again. I'm gonna go with any mini mini mo. Loco Rocco. Don't know if you heard this one. Ooh. Do tell me, I don't know this Because I recently bought it, again, I live to relive my nostalgia. I bought it on PS4, recently. Um, played a couple hours of it and was like, holy shit, I still love this game. It is so obscure, so unique. You you, you basically play, it's a puzzle game really, it's a puzzle platformer. As with many of my favourites, and anyone's favourites right enough. A lot of them stem from that sort of brand of game. Um, genre of game, sorry. But you basically play as these things. These things that when you get... <laughs> Could you elaborate a little this, bit this more like, on this things? beautiful looking cute piece of thing and when it eats something it grows and when it eats something it grows and grows and grows and grows and you have the option to play as the big fat version jumping around and like jump like jumping because obviously when you're big you can like you can hold hold like jump and whee. <laughs> Again, television. Because yeah, the option is split. You basically split into like a bunch of little versions of yourselves. And you can go through like slides and stuff and you can go through um do stuff that is specific to, to, to what to uh the, the, the little version, the big version. Again, it made this terribly. But Rocker Rocker was so unique. It was such a <laughs> I've never seen a pattern with these games. The gameplay seems to be garbage, and yet these ones used to play as a kid. It's, it was so... It's honestly such a good game. It is... The soundtrack is amazing. I still get the soundtrack in my head. 
It's got such a lovable design, such a beautiful cartoon design. Um, there was there was this really weird, I want to say game mode, but it was like a special feature where you could like or, like organize like design like a house and um, based on the things you un unlock from the from the actual levels. But it was such a great learning curve for like getting into games because it was only up to the second world where actually villains came into place. Like there was no actual enemies until like the second world. So it was a great learning curve for getting into video games, for learning about platforming and I guess controls and getting that coordination going. But it's really fun, it's really innocent. If you have some spare change on PS4 and want to, you know, impress a, or like maybe want to show a game to a younger sibling or nephew or niece or yourself, if you like cartoon shit, it's on PS4, remastered. And it's so unlike any other game you've played before. At least back then it was for me. So yeah, lo Locker Rock has a probably game. like Now there's probably like 16 clones. Yeah, there is, definitely. <laughs> but I still can't get over the gameplay and how freaking weird it was. But yeah. Mm. That's my fourth pick. Good pick, yeah. Thank you. I'm intrigued that I actually have a look to see this evening. Thank you. Uh, Alright, my number four is a PC game. Hey, I've got a PC game. Hey! Um, so, PC game, Roller Coaster Tycoon. Ooh! It was, wasn't even my game. My sister actually got it through <laughs> Disney Adventures magazine. We, we're talking nostalgia, Disney Adventures magazine. <laughs> Do you remember? Do you remember a Disney Adventures magazine? No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> it's it, it's so when you have your kids' magazines, you have like your K Zone, you have your Total Girl, you have your Crash, and you had your Disney Adventures. I remember it's, all of them, but that. Go yeah, on. Yeah, I, I may I may actually send a picture, or you can just check it up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it used to be a magazine for kids. Yeah, it was entirely Disney folks. What a shock. But anyway, what, like, it came with a free CD of Volvo's Tycoon. And me and my sister used to play the crap out of that game. Whenever we were on this, like, it was a, we had a shitty 98, Windows 98 computer. We could still run this game. It couldn't run, run much, but it could run Rollercoaster Tycoon. <laughs> <laughs> and we, and we just abused that game. Like, we've completed everything. We, we set our own challenges. We've done everything in Rollercoaster Tycoon. That you could possibly do. We have like multiple save files on the same location, <laughs> and the free, the, the um, the one where you just go nuts is so good. Mm -hmm. And we means you have a challenge to cram the most crap in the smallest place possible. Like, it, it would eventually get to the point where if you put too much in it, it would just lag everything considerably, and it was the most hilarious thing ever. Just think, like, jittering. <laughs> <laughs> Although, it's, it's definitely not as satisfying as when you, um, do the loop-de-loop. -loop oh my like, god. So, you know, like, your, your, your roller coaster where it would do, like, the loop, uh -huh. and it would reach a point before it goes backwards? Mm-hmm. Well, imagine if you decided to, I don't know, shorten the, the, the height of the, <laughs> the height of the, uh, the bit where it comes back. So when you end up doing the loop, they just go flying. <laughs> and just see, just see them in the air and then it crashes. Oh, it's so satisfying. Mm -hmm. Um, although sometimes if you also didn't like, um, certain people, you just like make a, a pool and then just like click it, like just, 
just get whatever, like get them from wherever they are, and then just just drop them in this pool. Oh my god! Drown, and you watch them drown. What the hell? We're, we're, we're really masochists, but it was a lot of fun, you know. Why that option? Be because it could. <laughs> and used to make used to make like a like a death trap. Like sometimes we'd we'd have the pool. We'd have like so many creative ways to do it. So sometimes we'd have like this really high. A uh, high up um, uh, footpath, you know, like those ones that are suspended in the air, and we'd um, we'd wait until someone like gets directly above the the pool that we made, and we delete it, and you just see this character just slowly <laughs> fall mm-hmm. to its death, and before it decides to get into the pool and drown, yeah, we were really we were really something back then. Actually, I don't think much has changed to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, like that. It was just so satisfying to do. It's okay; they're not real. It doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, so rollercoaster tycoon. What's your last one? Okay. What's your last one? Send us home, boy. Last one home. for me. Probably the game yeah. that I tied with Pajama Sam and Crash Tag Team for like the game of my childhood. Again, I still have not beat. Cannot find anymore. Probably didn't even get that far in the game. I don't ever got halfway through it. It's the most obscurely random pick. It's a it's a movie to video game adaption. Okay. Not sure yeah. the game is actually good, but my every line of dialogue in at least the first three levels is ingrained in my skull. Every okay. every uh, every uh, story beat, <clears throat> every everything you do in this game from what I played is ingrained in my skull, and I'm What's obsessed the with game this. Called? The game is called. And you're gonna laugh, and I don't care. Over the hedge, Hammy goes nuts. <laughs> Listen here. <laughs> oh, I knew it. Oh, are you God, okay? Are you gonna die from my pick? <laughs> I'm sorry. Just remember, over the hedge. I know. Garbage of a movie that was. Anyway, Movie's garbage. I think the game's. You know what? Fuck it. The game's better than the movie. Um, I think it was on DS as well, but I'm not too sure. That's not hard to achieve, to be fair. <laughs> it was... It just... I remember being so bloody difficult. And it taught me a lot about... Um, what's the word? Being really... Uh, what's, what's the... Um, God damn it. Uh, just like... What's, oh my god. My mind. My, my, my. Anyway. I just, it just taught me just to just never give up. Just be persistent, that's the word. Persistent. And um, persistent, yeah. there were some levels, some jumps, where I was just like, ah! Little 10-year-old me was like going fucking nuts. And I was like, I hate this. But I don't know what it was about the game. But I, I loved it. I loved the challenge of it. I loved the... It looks like shit. But, you know, I don't know how many games back then looked really, really good. But... It was just, it was such a reward to finish a level. It was such a reward to finish a jump or to score this. And I think it just taught me how, how good it feels to get, get something done. To be, to be persistent, to be, and it was such a meme. Hammy was fun to play. He had this ability where he, he would drink the soda and just go really fast. It taught me about my least favorite thing in in any video game ever. Timed events. If you're doing a mission or a thing and it's timed and that there's a timer on the screen, fuck you. Fuck your devs. I hate that. 
That shit is a stupid. When you are, when there's a timer on your screen above what you're doing, and it's ticking, and it's ticking, and it's ticking. I hate it. Anyway, that's a tangent. You will take note. I hate, I hate when people do, anyway. Yeah, so, picking three games to define my childhood, ha Hammy Goes Nuts, the game I have not beat, is definitely up there. If not, that's I guess you can film. say you went nuts for the game. I did! Because there was this character in it that was not in the movie, and he was like the main villain, and I never got up to, to that level with him. I Wait, remember glimpses. I don't, think he was, I don't think he was in the movie. He was, um, maybe he was in the, his name was Boris. Hold on. Was it Boris? Boris. Uh, Boris oh, is the hidden, yeah, so it, it's it's just from the game, and I remember okay. glimpses of his level, like little snippets of my memory, but most of my memory was the first three or four levels, because it was that repetition, that persistence, but I don't know how far I learned that game, I could have finished it before I know, but that, yeah, and also I have to add, as I conclude, the PS4, the PSP had a bunch of movies you could watch as well on it. And I yep. mentioned this earlier before, briefly. There was one movie that I had on that PSP that I've, I might have mentioned to you before. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, I have watched over 10 times because it was the only movie huh. I had Casual. on that. <laughs> and Casual. when people say, oh, oh what's about Harry Potter? I'm like, Prisoner of Azkaban. like, oh, the best one. I'm like, oh, probably. But it's one I've seen a billion times. And, um, <laughs> probably. It's, I, I agree it's the best one. We're watching it now. But yeah. I'm glad you have the correct opinion there. It's, it's go on. out of all of them, it was the movie that I had on my PSP, so I've seen it probably the most I've seen in any other movie. And I thought that was really interesting that I guess with especially especially with stuff like DSs and PSPs, having something so accessible, the stuff you do on that, because of how attached you get to it, I guess, is just I don't know. It's looking back on shit is fun. Like childhood stuff. So yeah. Anyway, that was my tangent. PSP was my life back then. And I still have my PSP. And, and it got completely dominated by the DS. I, completely obliterated. Which is sad. And the PS Vita got, like, slammed. But I still have my PSP, and I'm, I still go back to it every couple of months. I reckon, I, games, I reckon so. the PSP was probably the better of the two. Yeah. But the DS had better games. DS, oh, definitely. PSP, <laughs> like, I remember, like, a Family Guy PSP game, a Ben 10. It was a lot of um, movie to get... The most popular shit was the was the movie to game adaptations, whereas the original shit, Locker Rocco, was not popular. Which is a shame. Whereas with, with DS... Rocco, Rocco. With, whereas with DS, the popular shit was the good shit. Was the original shit. And, um... Did you ever see play Parappa the Rapper? No clue like, what that is. What the hell is that? You don't know... You don't know what Parappa the Rapper is? That sounds so stupid, Nick. You make fun it's of Hammy's Go Nuts. so good. You make fun it's... of Hammy's Go Nuts and you help no, no, no. up and I'm going to send you a link to Parappa's Rapper <laughs> and you're going to feel disappointed that you don't know what it is. Okay. Any person listening to this that has any semblance of a PS1 knows what Parappa the Rapper Again, it's weird because I had no PS stuff until my PS4. But for some reason, PSP was just It so... was on the... P I'm sure it was on the PSP at some point. I'm also, I like to include my, my selection. Being a racing yeah. connoisseur connoisseur as yourself a racing connoisseur there yes. was this one racing game do not remember the name of it so I can't help you there but you Arizona. have like a house it was very it, it, it was very think of it like Euro Truck Simulator but it was a simulator but it was a very like like user focused racing game so like you would have like 
your own house where your cars would be stored. You had all this shit. And it was un- like, I was unlike the other racing games that I played. And I remember being so attached to that. And as someone who has no interest in the actual sport of racing, racing games are so much fucking fun. And yeah. I'll try to find a name for it actually and let you know. But yeah. That was my little spiel. Nick! How the hell don't you know proper reference? Jesus Christ. Ne- that sounds so. Again, I, that sounds retarded. I'm so it's, a, it's like really, it's a rhythm game, put it that way. That's what it is. Proper the rapper. It's a rhythm game. That makes sense. Yeah. Nicholas, what is your final pick and your final sentiments on <laughs> video gaming as a child so my ones don't look out of place? Thank you. Uh, well, unlike you, I actually chose a most a more critically acclaimed game as my last pick. Hammy's go. Sorry, go. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you started, but then you realize that you're kind of right there. Um, yeah, no, my first ever game that I was ever given as a child was Pokemon Red. Oh. That, that was the shit, man. That was like, I have played Pokemon Red about 50 times to completion. It's incredible on my Game Boy Color, and I love Charizard. He is always, he always <laughs> be my favorite. Oh. Uh, I have so much sentimentality towards uh, Pokemon Red. Um, I think the only thing that's really come close for me in regards to good Pokemon games is probably Heart Gold. Uh, Soul Silver is probably just as good because it, it's the same thing. But yeah, like that was my first ever, um, my first ever game. You know, like mm-hmm. this little RPG about catching catching creatures, like yeah. <laughs> I'm a dirty Gen One, okay? I can't help. <laughs> But yeah, no, it was just, there's just so much history there. I still have it, and it still works, and it's and it's a, it's so good. Like, there's a reason why Pokemon still exists today because the first games were so good, you know. Mm-hmm. It sparked the entire craze. Ah, uh, yeah. But yeah, if it wasn't for my love for the for Pokemon Red, I wouldn't be here. I I would not probably do not be playing video games. There is just so much importance to that game, and I'm forever grateful they chose a good game to to start me off with, and not a okay, not a garbage game. Like no, 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 not like not like how many not how many goes nuts, but like I've had some pretty pretty interesting ones. Like I had Wacky Races for the Game Boy Color. Oh, I love that show. Oh shit, it's pretty good. Yeah, Uh, and then I have like Woody Woodpecker Racing. So weird. So many weird choices. I think. I think. To be honest, I'm not dissing on Pokemon. I'm not. I, I know how amazing it is. I'm, I was only Pokemon. But I loved hearing more about your Rollercoaster Tycoon than your Pokemon. Because, no offense, but every second, di- every, Tom, Dick, and Harry like, po- like grow with Pokemon. I came out the picks that, that aren't popular. That, why, h- h- how you got to those games. How they, I guess, you know. Because, like... Funny, like the only one that's really obscure that you probably wouldn't know is, is Scare Island for the for the PS One. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's just goes to show how how um how top notch quality I seem to have been in regards to my video games. It's purely because the the Nintendo side of it was the, the popular shit was the good shit, and yeah. unfortunately, it's well, a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's good. And for me, whether the stuff that I have is actually good or not, you know, yeah, the games that I loved. And most of them, the the ones I didn't play as much were the ones I didn't like. It was like I I would only play the ones that I'd 
Yeah. There was a Family Guy one that I, I did not like at all. But a Simpsons one that I did. That's right, The Simpsons! Oh, Nick, you're making me think back on life. Holy shit. <laughs> oh my god. Well, like, it's like my, my, my game selection wasn't perfect. Like, I mean, I had The Simpsons Wrestling, and The Simpsons Wrestling is indeed. Oh, like, good god, what is that? Is it a Simpsons Wrestling game? There's a Simpsons Wrestling game, and it's appalling. It's so bad. And uh, even as a young person, like, like young kid playing it, I'm like, this is way too hard. <laughs> like, and I thought it was just me. But no, it's apparently one of the worst games of all time. So, um, yeah. Okay. It, yeah. It wasn't all Sunshine and Rainbows. Well, not if it was the PS1, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird, though, because I don't even, like, didn't even delve into, like, the PS2 Wii era. Like, that was, like, my resurgence to gaming. Like, yeah? I kind of died off after the, um, after the PS1, you know? Like, like, that was it. I was content with the PS1, and it wasn't until about, I don't know, 2006, 2007, I got back into gaming with the PS2 and the Wii. So it's like... Yeah, that, that it, it's kind of like I got my three stages. It's like my childhood, which is the 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 PS One and my Game Boy. Uh, then you got like my, my teenage years with my PS Two and the Wii, and then you got my current stage, which is my PS Four and my Switch. And my DS is probably somewhere in between. That. <laughs> <But> anyway, <laughs> we're talking about like main consoles. Like that's uh, that that's where that, that's my three stages. Of, mm-hmm. Transitioning, and we may really talk about the PS2 Wii because there are some, definitely some interesting ones there that uh, you'd be like, "Why on earth did you play that game?" To which I will reply with, "I have no idea. I was a young naive kid and it had pretty colours, and that's all that's important." <laughs> oh, that's shitty, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and on that note, um, where can people find you? Okay, I am, as Nick said, always on Twitter. Thanks, Nick. At no GCAP42, where I post and retweet a shit, eclectic shit of anything to do with movies, games, TV shows, or nothing else. So, so, random shit. Random shit. Um, also, Blackwood Films on Facebook, which I occasionally post on. I have released a new short film, which I forgot to mention earlier in the episode, which you can check out if you'd like. It's called Logophobia, and it stars the main man, Connor. And yeah, that's that. Mr. Nickname, when they, where can they find you and Mr. us? Nickname. I like that, Mr. Nickname. Anyway, uh, yeah, you can <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Inquest63. You can find me on YouTube, Nickname. I'm posting quite more regularly than I used to, but I don't know how much I'm going to keep that up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've, been, I've been mixing it up between Spider-Man, Tomb Raider, and I'm trying to finish off Lego Marvel Superheroes. So how I is that one, by up. the way? Uh, Which Marvel. one? Marvel Superheroes. Oh, it's pretty good. It gets pretty repetitive towards trying to reach 100%, though. Mm-hmm. That's the like. So I, I've learned to never do that again. So once, <laughs> once episode 30 of LEGO Marvel Superheroes finishes, I'm never doing another LEGO game again, like, record it. It's just, it's not worth it. Like, it's... Once you've played one, you kind of played them all in regards to completing everything there. But, um, yeah, I'll eventually, hopefully, get around to Uncharted 3, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider... All that stuff to come. Even The Last of Us haven't even played that yet. So shut, such a shit. Same. Mm. But um, yeah, you can find me. You know, you can find me on YouTube there. Um, you can find Bigger on the Inside on me. Facebook. 
uh, at bigger on the inside AU. You can find us on Twitter at B-O-T-I-A-U. I'm very, very um, constant on Twitter there. George, you're not so much. You're not so much on Twitter on, on the on the, the main channel. Like, what's going on there? I have an excuse. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to hear it. I'm too busy on my own Twitter. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, so we do have a YouTube channel where you are still not uploading episodes. <laughs> wait, what? What? What do you mean, wait, what? What'd you say? I said we have a YouTube channel. Where we don't we need a have... YouTube channel anymore. I'm told I'm telling you this. What we have a beautiful new set of locations for episodes. That you can check out. <laughs> wait, they've got to branch out everything, though. Like, okay, I'm yeah. I'm sorry, uh... but if you are going to fuck up on YouTube, then you're kidding yourself. <laughs> don't watch podcasts on YouTube. It's YouTube archive stuff. Uh, yeah, we're on a bunch of other platforms it's now. It's so exciting. Holy shit. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, just to name a few. Right? Chen- Spotify! We're on Spotify! Hello? Hello? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Basically, if, if you can if you can listen to a podcast, there chances are we will probably which, be on it. Which, honestly, we should have done way earlier, but we didn't now, so... Yay. Anyway, it's been done. We're there. Um, and oh, one more thing. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's everything. We should do more gaming stuff in the future. That was really fun. It was really fun. Like, we always focus on the movies and we talk about Doctor Who, and you know what? That's great stuff. But <laughs> you know what? We need to talk about video games more. I have cause... so many. You... We both have so many stories of games in our past, games in our present. Games to look forward to. And while my movie side is more prominent than games, I'm looking at PS4 right now, and I can't wait to get back into that. And I think... Yeah. Yeah, we've only just scraped the surface on our gaming gaming lives. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There is way more to come there. Yeah, you've got a lot to go. Um, But what's more exciting is that the next time we'll be doing this, we'll be reviewing Series 11. It'll be here. It's going to be here. Well, I think what way we're going to do it, just to let you guys know in advance, we'll probably combine two episodes together. So instead of ten, you'll be getting five. But the two parts will be two episodes, so we're technically still doing all of them. Yay! It's just how it is, unfortunately, it's because it's how Monday. It is. <laughs> because Monday, it makes everything harder. I'm sorry, guys, if you were hoping for all ten. But we are still going to cover all of them. It's just going to be a little it's just the way it is just the way it is and that's gonna wrap up everything here thank you all so much for watching and until the next one nickname out Ringo out Are you are you are you are uncomfortable by any chance? I am uncomfortable as shit. Sorry, I, I can tell because you're like all I hear is like shuffling every like three because minutes. Because I am on a, a bed, <laughs> so I'm just gonna get comfortable. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've decided to finally invest in actually sitting at my desk for a change. There we nuts. go. This is my first bed bed app, and it's uh, like... I've got like so many bed apps. You'll know. Like, <laughs>
So this right. is like my first proper like desk app, and it's great. Alright, I'm gonna just sit still. <laughs> no, I just, I just, this probably get admitted. I just wanted, just curious if you were you uncomfortable. Yeah. I am. Uh, comfortable. Are you comfortable? Yeah, you good? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> now I'm comfortable. Then we found our end bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, yes, 